The Dearly Beloved's Podcast. 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 And like, people like respect that, bro. Like, people tell me all the time. And um, it's just something. It's a new experience. But but this right here, episode 62 of the Dearly Beloved's Podcast, we got Danny in the building, my man. Um, it's been a long time coming, bro. Like, ever since I started the show, you were somebody at work at Dispatch that was really intrigued. And, like, and you gave me that affirmation that, like, something I was doing was, like, reaching the streets and reaching the people that I wanted it to reach, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I... Seeing how enthused you were about it made me excited, and you hadn't even started yet. Yeah, right. But I could see that in you. And my thing is, when people are going, quote-unquote, against the grain with what they want to do with their lives, I respect the hell out of that. (laughs) And it's one of those things because you have your counselors in life and and parents and friends and parents and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and they say you know go the safe route get the job with the 401k and all that go to college and go to college yeah and which i mean you have all that too but like you're doing this thing and not just doing it like casually you're like doing it doing it i'm like damn you know it just i I respect it and i was so so excited to get an opportunity to come on i appreciate it bro i'm so happy to have you i'm so happy to see you bro like i said it's been a minute bro like when you pulled up i'm like dog my boy danny in the (laughs) building right because like the transition you know what i'm saying i still got love for everybody i used to work for and i see him and i we're in contact and i talk to him that's just about the community right and i didn't know how things would how people will react to the change that I had made, you know what I'm saying? And ultimately, it was the best for me. Like like I told you, I just did, like, I just hopped out the truck, bro. <laughs> like, I did 62 hours this week, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man. I think the fruits of my labor um, is, is shown not only in me, but through the show, you know what I'm saying? That's why it was important to kind of get uncomfortable and step out and do the thing. But, like, my question is, like, that, like, it's so funny because I got a dispatcher in front of me and I'm a driver, (laughs) right? So, like, the dispatcher-driver relations can, I've seen it all. I've seen some, I've had great dispatchers. I've had difficult dispatchers, but it's all about coming in and doing the job, right, safely and. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But, like, relatively, like, how has your experience been, like, being a dispatcher and shit? It's tough, man. (laughs) It's tough. So the thing is, is that there are so many personalities that come through, right? And I mean, you know me in that I try to do best for everybody while they're out there because you guys are the one out there doing the work, hitting the road, all that stuff. I'm there to help you, whatever you need, right? Manage, yeah. And the problem then, though, becomes people who almost intentionally make shit difficult. Yeah. Or just don't want to work with me to work with them For to sure. get shit solved. And, For sure. And so, you know, I, I still have to interact with those people, be around them, be mm-hmm. respectful, you know, do everything I can. But the people who have been, you know, quote unquote, easy to work with and stuff, mm-hmm. I've developed relationships with, you right. know, outside of work. That's the key work. is personal, I mean, like, you got to put that personal touch in it. You know what I'm saying? I've had dispatchers where it's just like. I don't ever want to talk to you. Yeah. Like when I was over the road, bro, my Qualcomm would come off. Like my GPS and my my contact to my dispatch with when I was with Western Express after I first got my license, 
they try to get me up out of bed. And anybody that knows me <laughs> knows I'll go to sleep, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'll get up when the fuck I want to because that it takes it takes its toll on me, yeah. my fatigue. And I'd rather sleep longer and then get up and work later. That's oh, just yeah. my personal preference. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I remember, I think I remember our, our first, like, encounters, bro, like, walking into Eldon. And I, I think... I, my initial reaction was to kind of give you the cold shoulder, bro, just to get a feel because I didn't know who you were. Like, I had been there for like maybe a year or two. Okay. And, and then I think we met and um, I was I was on Canada board. Like, I was on a dealer board, like kind of just doing my thing. I was happy. I was doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, you just grew. We connected through this, bro. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Because... And that's, that's a big case in my life. I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier and I'm like, dude... I, I don't know if it's fucked up, like it could be, <laughs> but I determine my relationships based on this. You know, if you are active and you want to, I hold more stake in that than the casual person that just wants to say, hey. Oh, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, it, yeah. It, I don't know. Am I like crazy, bro? Is that fucked up? No, no, no. I think I think that makes perfect sense, and I think it's putting in the time and effort and energy into people that put the time and effort into and energy you. into you. Exactly, yeah. bro. Exactly. Like when you grow up, you find your friends are just you guys all have a common denominator. Like yeah. whether you play ball or you game or you know, you nice with the ladies or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like we all kind of so now like this is my thing. Like this is my thing. This is what Hell I yeah. like to do and throughout my life this is what we will be doing as a community. You know what I'm right. saying? I can't get to everybody in a, a month. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People hit me up and want to come on more often. And I just encourage them to, you know, start your own shit. Because what it's done for me has is it's not worth the money. Yeah. Like the money that I put into this, I would have paid triple, quadruple the amount of money just to be able to do this. You know right. what I'm saying? And now is the time in, you know, 2022, bro, like, or whatever, <laughs> bro. You got so many examples of the people doing it on a large scale. But us being able to do it, quote unquote, on a smaller level means, if not the same, but more. Right. Because you're in, in the people that listen to my show know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is insane. <laughs> I oh a hundred percent like we've had interactions before we've you know we've revived and talking about shoes mm -hmm. and music and stuff but me listening to the podcast every week I feel like we're close friends yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like <laughs> and we we all actually really kicked right. it at work and stuff right exactly but, but it, even it like on thing. social media like you look yeah. at Twitter like you're one of my favorite people to interact <laughs> with on Twitter bro because we get our shit, shit off and it's fun you know what I'm saying yeah. it's really fun and and um. This is what that is, just on a more personal level. I think yeah. with technology, we get desensitized to each other. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? You can assume that your people doing all right because I seen the Facebook uh, post and you were at the pumpkin patch or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I just assume you're good, right? right? But in the podcast space, it's like, okay, let's... Let's get digital. Let's document it. It'll be our diary. And then years and years and years will go by. And you'll be like, damn, yo, we, <laughs> we was kicking it in 2022, yeah. bro. So, no, that's tight. One of the interesting things that um, caught my eye recently, like, on your Twitter. do you? How do you know Bob? Bob. Bob G. Bob G. Bob G. I used to work with Bob. 
I don't want to throw his last name. I might have to take it out. Oh, I'll take okay. it out. Are okay. you related to him? No, no, no. So he is. Um, I'll take his name out because I, I I understand he's OG. He's old school. So I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. put his information out like that. But we have a past, bro. Like I love. It. I miss him, bro. Like really? he was a re- he was a respectable guy. Like when I got on the job, yeah. he was authoritative yeah, and okay. he was big on safety and he did stuff as a dispatcher that i've never seen any other dispatcher do so i respected the fuck out of that so i've got to say though i mean i'm happy to hear you say that but you might be the only person who has spoken positively about that guy a lot of people don't like him and i i mean from what i've heard it almost sounds like kind of what you were saying in that they don't like him because he wouldn't let them get away with their bullshit yeah, yeah. and it's like well he's just looking out for you yeah, you right, know exactly but i you know i i didn't really know him like that but um the way that i do know him is he mm. was friends with my parents before i was born really? like he's like a family friend that's what's up and so he had actually told me when um uh dude passed away mm. the uh the one dispatcher i think it was mm. at connor or rest something in peace. i know you're talking about yep. yeah rest in peace yeah i knew him we were close. he would ask me if i play ball and shit oh, like yeah. when i first started he asked me if i played college ball and i was gonna lie almost so. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna lie but we had and, and that's what i'm saying those little things bro on the job go a long way yeah. and then when you see people pass away it's just like yeah. it's not even your place to ask about it right it's just so fucked up right but yeah well, and the, so what had happened was, you know, after that, they were looking for a dispatcher, and I was mm. at a job that I hated. I mean, it was the worst, you know, uh, in I so wanna many talk ways. About th- I want to talk about jobs prior to this. Oh, one. we can get into that. Yeah. I, I mean, and stop me if I rant too long, but no, yeah, no, it'll no, be a dude. thing. But, um, but yeah, so it's I was, the DBP. That's all yeah. we do. That's all we do here is rant too long. <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Right. I missed therapy this week, so yeah. it's about to be it. Right. right. But uh, but he was the person I was in contact with to get the job at mm-hmm. Cassins. Okay. Um, my dad had actually worked for Cassins back in the late '90s, early 2000s. Really? Yeah. He used to do what Emma does now. Like he wow. was like the claims person. Shout out yeah. to Emma too. Yeah. I miss uh, Emma, bro. Oh my God, bro. I miss her as well. Else. She's great. I, yeah, I, she's she was great. great. She was great to me. Yeah. You know? I like her a lot. She's been so helpful and, and she's she's just been nothing but a great person. Mm. We don't interact a whole, whole bunch, mm. but she's always looking out for me and stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy because for the first like six months I was there, people would be like, Dan would be like, yeah, and they'd be like, so and so, and be like, yeah, really? and they'd be like, your dad is so and so, and I'm wow. like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, but uh, my dad was, I mean, he was thrilled to hear that people were still uh-huh. asking about him and stuff. I get the same and, thing. My dad was a driver over in London. Oh no shit! So he would be in the same yards with us all that, and then <laughs> my dad talk a lot like me, so. We're, oh, we share. We overly share, yeah. obviously. <laughs> so, like, people would talk about, like, they would see him and they'd be like, I'll look out for him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, man, I'm, I'm looking out for y'all. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just joking. Shout out to the OGs, though. But I love that, bro. That's dope. And Cassins is the only place I've ever seen that family-oriented. And it's a beautiful beautiful uh, surrounding when you're doing this job when you're in automotive logistics bro you need that bro you need it i mean even the company i work for now is less of that and i can see the disconnect with newer drivers and so i i put that casting's juice on it bro like i Uh, i I go i'll meet you halfway and be a family and be a brother and then you know look out for you in that way that's That's never gonna fucking change you know what i'm saying and when other people see that 
they'll start to maybe bring that on themselves. They'll be like, you know, I need a little, be a little bit more of an open person trying yeah, to develop relationships yeah, and things sure. like that. You for know? sure, yeah. Yeah, but what was the first, like, experiences like over in Elden, bro? It's got to be a strange, it's a strange scenario. It's like a locker room. It's like a football. Yeah. Bro, I've always, it's always been like this, the weirdest little vibe in there, bro. Yeah. I always, I never felt too comfortable in there, in there. It's it's one of those things. I know what you mean. I yeah. can't. I don't think I can put my finger on it either. As it's far old as old school, what, bro. It's just oh, an old school fucking vibe. You you just you feel the energy baked into the walls, you know, and it's in the grime on the floor <laughs> and all that shit. I mean, it's there, you know. It's like showers in the bathroom yeah. and shit. It's like, <laughs> where the fuck are we, bro? Is it right. fucking nineteen sixties in this bitch, dude? That's. I mean, listen. I know they say COVID started in Wuhan, but that's bullshit. It came out of the Elden <laughs> bathroom, hundred percent. I've seen it. It's so? in there. God damn. That's funny. Fuck, man. But it was so um I got the job or accepted it rather. Mm-hmm. The first week they brought me in on mornings because um, you know, Bobby was still there Shout in the out afternoons. To Bobby. Yeah. So, you know, I'm talking with JT and he goes, All right, Monday, five AM, get there, and then that like that was it. They That's threw another thing me too. to the uh, sharks. You're around my age, right? You're yep. like, yep. I'm 28, 30. So something like that, you don't expect. Like when I was working nights up at Shap, it was a 5 p.m. start. Mm-hmm. Anybody in their right mind that's thinking about it, you would realize that that first ship is a 5 a.m. start. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But when I got the days, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what? You want me to, <laughs> you want me to be here by 5 a.m. for dispatch? Oh, bro. bro, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And then do this job. Like, do this job. That is the coldest time of the day. That oh. is the darkest time, coldest time of the day. Come in when it's rain, sleet, or snow. And <laughs> I'm like, dog, this is a shockwave, bro. This is a shockwave to my chakras. But the money's good. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it. I love the job, period. But I feel like you got to put your own personal. That's one thing that I do. I put my personal fucking touches on shit, whether people like it or not. I'll, yeah. I'll show up a couple hours late. Fuck it. I've noticed we got some people who uh, put their own spin on it, too. Uh, I'm not going to say any names yeah, or anything, right. but, uh, you know, we get some people who, uh, they're, they're supposed to be at morning dispatch. Right. They're at uh, 1 p.m. Exactly, dispatch. Exactly, uh, You know, they roll Shout out to the boys, to. yo, for real. <laughs> no, no, but I, I you know, and, and it's just, there's so many great people there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I feel lucky to, to get to you know be able to know these people and everything and and people i don't know if there's a negative connotation around truckers and and that kind of thing bro i'm telling you i'm trying to change the fucking uh, exactly. you know what i'm saying i'm trying to change the stigma on a trucker bro people see me and they you know you gotta respect it you gotta respect us hell you gotta yeah be fucked up hell yeah <laughs> and that's and that's what it is you know i i had little idea of what the job entailed when mm-hmm. i got there but then after you know the year first year or so i'm like these motherfuckers work there yeah they off, different, bro. You know, it's different bro driving more in a week than i'll drive in a month and stuff like that i mean it's crazy i respect the hell out of it out there in the elements and everything bro, i would never i would not be who i am without that company hands down and like not just the driving part like i got friends that kind of can under the undercut what i do for a living right and i'll be like bro like you have no idea bro like the loading in general i remember the 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 um nervousness and in the um my 
younger self when I had first started, it really took me months and months and months and months and months and yeah. months to really understand this craft. And where I'm at now, it's fucking night and day. Bro, yeah. like I could fucking close my eyes and tell you how to load some shit. <laughs> oh. Like for real. But but like it it's not for the week, bro. It's not for the week. I just I hope people realize and give the respect to the trucker community and more specifically more specifically car haulers, bro. Oh, yeah. Car haulers are a different fucking breed, bro. Different I'm telling breed. you right now, that's a different job, right? Well, and especially, you know, during COVID and everything when <sighs> all this stuff was going on. I mean, people people don't realize how how the first domino falls is something that's out of people's vision. So right. basically what I mean by that is, you know, people go to Walmart, they just expect shit to be on the shelves. <laughs> they don't realize how it got there. Yeah. They don't realize right. that some dude had to bring it from here to there. Yeah. And it might have been at, you know, 2, 3, 4 a.m. and that yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, you know, these are the people that, I mean, it's cliche, but are the backbone of America. Yeah. Because no. if not... the store shelves wouldn't be stocked and everything and people just don't they just take it for granted Damn that straight. stuff is there and they get stuff and i mean it's not the same but amazon and what they do they mm-hmm. just they've come to expect it and it's like nah man like there are real humans behind the wheels yeah, of these right, trucks doing real. this shit for real i remember last year um you know in in detroit on occasion we'll catch a little bit of flood activity <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and I remember a last year, bro, activity, he says. <laughs> bro, I walked into dispatch like late in the afternoon or something. I see Danny behind the counter oh. with a squeegee, bro, with a squeegee and a mop, bro. He's like, I'm like, bro, what's going on, bro? You got too hot or something? Like y'all in the back swimming, bro? Y'all in dispatch just having a good ass time, huh? I had an open window. I got a garbage pail. I'm trying to bro. scoop water out. It's like Katrina back there. I'm bro, like, it was crazy. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> That was bad. I was like, George Bush hasn't sent anybody. (laughs) Fuck this shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that wasn't the first time. That I think that time was either the second or third time dispatch had flooded like that. Man. Fucking Atlantis up in that bitch, man. It was bad. Yeah, so not only do the drivers catch, you know, uncontrollable fucking shit, the fucking dispatchers <laughs> gotta, you know, fight in the trenches yeah, as well. I love my that shit. My job isn't hard enough already dealing with these assholes. I mean, good people. Yeah, right, right, for <laughs> real. But no, that what you get out of it, you'll get back from it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people might just be having a bad fucking day. Me, I like to... Um, I'm a firm believer in not explaining myself, and I kind of shoot myself in the foot a lot of the time, dude. I swear to God, I'll let my phone ring, bro. Fuck the bullshit. I ain't got shit to say. I ain't got shit to say to nobody. And I, that's a very childish, but I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better in that arena. No, I don't I don't think so. I wouldn't say childish. I mean, you can call it protecting your boundaries, but still, it's fucking childish. Bro. I think I it's you that. know what you're about. Exactly. You know, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Now, so what do you think about that? Do you like that? Okay, so first of all, Danny has brought in the biggest, the biggest care package to the DVP studios, bro. Um, uh, uh, talking bags and fucking boxes of liquor. My man, he's like, yo, I'm bringing a whole bar to you, fam. I'm like, all right, bet, bro. I don't but fuck around, yeah, this is man. nice, bro. Angels Envy. Yep, uh, Angels Envy Lincoln. Bourbon. That's that's my, I think, personal favorite. Hickson? 
Lincoln Hitchinson, Hickson, Angels Envy, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port wine barrels. Delicious, bro. Unbelievable. I'm glad you like it, man. That's Whiskey good is my shit. shit, bro. Whiskey is my shit. We got the Jameson on deck. We got some Absolute, some Buds, energy drinks, <laughs> some pills. <laughs> <laughs> Brought out all the stops, man. Yeah, no, that's what's up, man. I, I, I never know what to expect, but like I can kind of, I knew that this was not going to be hard <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like nah, daddy yeah. coming through, but we about to just figure it out as we go man so um what what was your job before at cassins before so, cassins dispatch uh so i worked for a drive away company um i don't want to say the name and mm-hmm. actually i i don't know if they're still around right now but it was out of the flat rock yard and they were just the people who had drive the cars individually mm-hmm. from you know plant to rail yard or whatever the case right. may be um, I came in as the operations manager, mm-hmm. and I was alongside one other person, and we ran the whole thing. Oh, wow. And um, the woman that I worked with was great. She was super hardworking and mm-hmm. knew her shit, and mm-hmm. she was she was a boss bitch. She okay. didn't take nothing from nobody, but was fair and would treat you right if you treated her right. That's right. What's up. But I don't know. There was some kind of weird thing going on she would be in and out like quit in and out mm-hmm. and there were times i mean for three months i ran this thing by myself oh, and when fuck. i ran it and like when i say i ran it i mean did the accounting mm-hmm. did the training did the you know email correspondence with the people at ford mm-hmm. everything bro Damn. you know and then that's not including you know individuals coming in and out i had to get the uh, managers all set up and ready for their day. Mm-hmm. Everything, bro. It was yeah. it was like dispatch on steroids because wow. it was like do dispatch and then do payroll and then do safety training and then do blah blah blah. Right. And it was just it was too much. It was just it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> there were times when my girlfriend and I would look at each other and go, "Are we going to make it?" Yeah. And it was because the stress of the job yeah. was just killing me yeah. inside. I feel you. I, no joke, bro. So I would come home. Flat Rock is where they uh, uh, assemble the Mustangs for the audience. So yes. like Flat Rock Sorry, is like yes. one of the best places. No, no, no. Don't apologize. I just want to let them know because this is very near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Flat Rock is one of the best places to haul cars because you get to handle very, very cool yes. uh, units. I got to drive one of the uh, Shelby Cobras. Mm-hmm. I just had to move it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I've hauled them bitches all over, bro. Dude, They're sick as fuck. I had to sit in there for a minute. I was like, I got this rod go down before I get out. <laughs> this thing's fucking badass, bro. Yeah, for real. For real. But um, so on top of doing everything for this place, my boss was the biggest asshole. I mean, just treated me like shit and right. not like, you know in a stern kind of boss type way it was like legitimately like just like not a way a human should treat another human i mean it was just bad you know i it was shit was too much so um i was looking for a way out and like i said unfortunately the circumstances were so when a castings passed away and that's how the position opened up but once that happened like i said i immediately was in correspondence and i was like i gotta get out and you're much happier with where you are much good much bro. Good for you bro what'd you do before that uh so before that i worked at an insurance place okay. it was like a call center deal and um i was trying to Y'all like making money over there well uh <laughs> you know it was i was doing all right you know right. it was it was a salaried thing uh-huh. uh first job after college and all that where'd you go to school 
Uh, so I went to Ferris State University for no my freshman shit. year. My brother went there. Really? Yeah, what years? He's younger than me. He's 17 okay. months younger than me. So he, he was only there for uh, not a long amount of time. My brother, gangster. You got to meet him one day. He, oh, he's yeah. legit, bro. Oh, yeah, for shit. real. <laughs> yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a uh, uh, introduce you to my brother one day. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> that sounds good, man. Shout out to Ferris State. Yeah, shout out. So I was there for uh, just a year, and then I got... Uh, released because i was on academic probation and didn't uh hold up my grades very well yeah. sorry mom and dad shit happens yeah. <laughs> i never even signed up for that shit bro i couldn't do it i was not that guy i so to be perfectly honest um i shouldn't have gone to college mm-hmm. i was a terrible student in high school mm-hmm. i mean i i got i graduated high school with like a two point i mean i got my acceptance letter to ferris on the day that I had my graduation party. Wow. Like, that's when I knew I was going. Didn't even make it a year. That's a great day, though. Was that not a great day? Are you kidding me? I felt so much better about it, but it was like, Bro, that's tight. I didn't know know if I was going to make it. That's tight, bro. I remember those days just being, like, unaware. Yeah. And being, like, uh, confused about where my life was going to go. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) 100%. I think my life's about 22 years old, like, 23 years old. And you think about that. That time between 17, 18 oh. to early 20s is such a critical, dangerous time, bro. <laughs> such a dangerous time to be alive, bro. Yeah, and you're it's that it's that weird time where you're young, but people expect you to behave yeah, oh, as an yeah. adult. Oh yeah. I gotta remind my people all the time, take it easy on the kids. Yeah. I'm always on the kids' <laughs> side, bro. Always. Because oh, yeah. I envy the kids. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I envy the kids and I'm blessed enough to be somewhat of an inspiration to them. The babies love me. When I come around, yeah. the babies love me, dog. I fucking love that shit. But yeah, man, y'all gotta take it take it easy on y'all kids. They are kids. Yes. They're kids. Their age does not fucking mean they're anything other than a kid, bro. It, responsibilities and sacrifices make you an adult. Absolutely. And life experience going For sure. through the shit. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's, you know, like I said, people will give you the quote unquote conservative, safe, uh, you know, blueprint to life. Yep. And then you realize they're like, well, I mean, that might have worked for you and exactly. this and that, but it doesn't truly get you anywhere. Bro, the past 20, 30 years have been like 100 years, uh, if right. you think about it, right. bro. The disconnect between generations is just <sighs> insane. We talked about that before we started. It's like, I want my OGs to be doing what I'm doing, but they just don't get it. No, hard headed, hard headed. <laughs> Not just hard headed. Just they don't understand don't the benefit of. It. They don't understand the yes. value in it. And what I have to do is show them. That's why I was saying I'm like I have to show you guys the power in this technology and the power in your voice specifically. Right. Don't fucking go to your grave and leave that shit up there, yeah. bro. I need that, bro. Right. I need that. Please tell me where you fucked up. That's all I want to know. I want to know your biggest mistake. I'm At one point, I want to get on the pod and be like, yo, what's the biggest secret you ever had in your life? I, <laughs> I hope people give it up too, but no, nah, I'm just joking. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. That shit's crazy. A couple more of these and I'll, uh, we'll be, I'll be spilling some beans, I'm gonna take, man. I'm going to take care of you, bro. Just so y'all know, y'all come to the DVD I will take care of you. You will not be looking fucking too crazy on my goddamn show. Y'all do that shit somewhere else. But no, nah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. That was a great time, bro. What was your first job ever? Ooh, first, oh, first job ever was McDonald's. And that was, I had I had to wait until I turned 16 because the law was that you couldn't be around the fry later until you were 16 yeah. years old. So on my 16th <laughs> birthday, I applied, got it, you mm-hmm. know. And only did that for a while. Everything up until I graduated college was just little bullshit jobs, you know, stuff here and there. I worked at KFC. 
Nice. And I, was, nice. I delivered for Jimmy John's and Jets Pizza no up in shit. Birmingham. Ooh, nice. So I would like nice. deliver to like famous people. See, I got Matthew Stafford's signature. I heard that, seat, yeah. Bro. Yeah, that's one of my prized possessions. That's dope. But like, that's hey, dope. kids, you can run into some shit, bro, yeah. with them little ass jobs. But we thought we was getting, me and my boys, we thought we were eating, bro, oh. making $60 a night, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was back when gas was, you know, oh, you yeah, throwing sure. a 20 and your mm-hmm. tank's up, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're good. Before I had the truck, I had Audi. People thought I had money and shit. I had this old ass Audi and I was delivering <laughs> fucking Jets pizza. To no Audi, <laughs> this shit's funny. I fucking we had like snow one time. I was delivering like around the court, and me, I'm so geographic. I've always had the geographical compass in my mind yeah. when it comes to delivering and stuff. But this one time, I was I was uh, <clears throat> contemplating routes just to go around the corner. And actually, this place I was delivering to, I delivered to the Mojo in the Morning guy, uh, and I delivered to Shane Battier's uh, sister. No shit. And I know. I don't know, they probably moved by now. It was a long time ago, but I knew where they had, like, lived at. So I'm, like, getting to the intersection. I'm about to make a left, right? This young girl, it's snow on the ground. This young girl bounces into the curb and hits the back of my fucking Audi A8, bro. I was so fucking sick, right? And she was freaking out. She was just freaking out. And I'm like, listen, we can settle it. Me not knowing any better, I was fucking, you know a young kid but she was i was like just we'll figure it out give me your contact information whatever didn't call the cops or nothing i'm delivering pizzas about to make two dollars you know what i'm saying (laughs) this is serious yeah and (laughs) long story short she blew me off bro she gave me she was like fuck you she was not not disrespectful she was just like i didn't you know she got over on me bro i was fucked up i was pissed that was a lesson to be learned call the cops bro (laughs) call the cops i don't give a fuck I would have walked right over there and be like, ma'am, I smell the alcohol in your breath right now. You're stumbling. You're slurring your speech since you got out of the car. Cops are coming. Always call the cops, yo. Always call the cops. I'm telling you. But no, that that reminds me of uh, that day and age. But McDonald's, bro, I just had some McDonald's today, bro. That's legit, bro. Shout out to you. Man, my... My credit card statement is just fast food, my gym Uber membership. Eats and shit. Oh, yeah. Bro, that shit's terrible. That is a hack in the system, bro. The Uber yeah. Eats and the um sports betting and shit. I it's they're it, preying on people at the crib, bro. Yeah. That is fucked up, bro. When they bring the service to you, I don't have to go to the casino anymore. Mm-hmm. I and so it's, dangerous. So I was listening to the episode from I don't know if it's going to be two weeks now at this point or the last one, mm-hmm. but you were talking about wanting it into investing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Talking that was to your the boy most about trading and all that. Yeah. So that's my area specialty. Gotta I can, I can get you. It. We can get you in on that. <laughs> I got you. But when Michigan legalized sports gambling, my brother got into it heavy, heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. So he sent me his referral code. Of course, I downloaded it, and I, you know, I follow sports a little bit, but I got into the uh, like casino part of it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing just slots in the games and all that. But because I had already been doing the trading and all that stuff before, mm-hmm. money to me is just numbers on a screen. Mm-hmm. I have pissed away hundreds of dollars without even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And that's bad. It's yeah. not, I'm not yeah. bragging. That's not a good attitude to I talk to about have, vices, but... bro. I just talk about if you got too many vices and, like, one income, bro. Like, bro, if, you, if you got too many vices and you make... Twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you gotta reanalyze something, bro. Like I can't yeah. pick up another vice. I like to golf. I like to, that's not a vice, obviously, but it's expensive. I, <laughs> I, I play roulette and I play poker. I can't. I can't pick up another vice, bro. It, it would be dumb for me to get into something else. Well, this is what I would say, right? 
you're already gambling. You're already at the casino. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go do craps. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. See, that's the kind of that's the kind of friend I am. I've got your back. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage Let's you have to make the worst, yeah. safest decisions you can. And I will bail you out if shit goes oh down. Oh my god, that's but funny. I got you. That's funny as fuck. But me and my boys, we came up going to fucking um, Mount Pleasant to go to Soren Eagle to, to oh. gamble at eighteen. We came <laughs> up going to Windsor when we were nineteen, going to Caesars yeah. and spending all our fucking money and going to the strip club and you know going to the clubs and shit over there. <laughs> so like, I experienced those things. Like, I don't want to keep repeating the same fucking behavior over and over. And I think yeah. that's what different differentiates me from a lot of my peers honestly to be honest with you i'm not afraid to go try something new not saying any hey listen fellas don't fucking (laughs) listen listen fellas don't blow me up like but i'm just saying bro i don't i don't like that niche narrative and it's crazy because i'd never see myself like leaving detroit i love detroit is my home oh absolutely um I don't know. I, I'm more into behaviors and, and emotional people reading. Like, yeah. I like I like to to be happy, but also be sad. I appreciate that. Oh, you know no, what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's there is something beautiful about you know not sadness, but being able to express that artistically. You know, going like, down and coming up. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. going down like being you know a. Uh, 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 rose from concrete somewhat you know yes. what i'm saying like yes. the the inevitable's gonna happen don't get it fucking twisted bro like right. <laughs> you're not gonna be feeling like this all the goddamn time hopefully not no and it's it's one of those things you know it's like you can't appreciate the sunshine without a little exactly. rain that kind of thing you know what i'm talking about <laughs> exactly the problem is like you know for me like um I'm listening to Juice World while I'm working out and everything, mm. and they're like, "That's not, that's not getting you hyped up." I'm like, "It absolutely is. This is fucking beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it." You know, like I'm vibing to that, and it's like, "Hold on, man, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. You said Juice World, okay? Fuck, I got Juice World. We gotta get the people what they want. Rest in peace to Juice World. The yes. way he, w- man, listen. Did you watch the doc? No, I got to, bro. I it's didn't good. know. Is it's it good. on Netflix? It's uh, it might be HBO or Amazon, one of those. But I'll he, look it up. He, so it's one of those things he has put into you know uh, music, rapped about mm-hmm. things that I have thought of and just put it in a way that I'm like that right there, that's what I couldn't articulate. He's an and emo he rapper, said it. bro. Yes, he's an emo rapper for sure. I remember two years ago when I was going through my shit. This is what I my homeboys would put me up on this. They knew I was going oh, yeah. through some shit. I'm like, damn, this shit kind of fire. funny because like i'll tell my dad like i remember listening to things where i was like in route like in transit like when i'm at work yeah. so i remember being in toronto like talk. delivering cars listening to this shit two years ago and, like, juice, have you ever heard this one before I can't it's not the this shit is fucking fire i just gotta bro. make a reservation chilling in my head but it's hot flames everywhere i see satan demons try to run up in my spot Shakur, no 
Yeah, that's funny. That's a little, little juice, juice world. I don't, I don't, I haven't played Juice World. I don't think on my show in the no. whole fucking year we've been doing it, bro. I've been kind of sleeping on my man. Uh, I only got like three songs. Remember when he did that collab with Eminem? Well, after his passing, Eminem got that chorus for uh, yeah Godzilla or whatever. Or, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever that was. It was a dope video. But man, recipes of Juice World, bro. Yeah, I didn't realize. Like I said, so during that doc, they show you know a lot of his drug use and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean. I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant to it, but you think like when you hear rappers talk about it and stuff, you almost think they're doing it like casually or in party settings or all mm-hmm. that. But like, he like this dude's like waking up, popping pills. A lot of and people every lunch. day in that in this culture in the entertainment business since the beginning of time, every day is a party day. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> every day is a party day. Come on, now we making money, <laughs> we making music, we got the ladies all around us. Yeah. We ain't got time for nothing. Bro, and that's what's dangerous. That's why I talk about like anal- uh, awareness and self analyzation. You shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, bro. I, who who am I to say you should be able to do that or have other people responsible for that? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, even when you're in a relationship with a woman, like you can combat. Somebody might think you doing a little bit of too much shit, <laughs> and then and then you'll. Attack them over it. You oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? You're not you're not able to take that criticism. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's all about awareness, bro. And that's the thing, you know, like you all these celebrities, they have their people around them, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like th- they try to shift the blame to them. Like the yes you men. saw what he was doing. The like yes why don't you try and stop them. him? Yeah, and they're but like, they're not, but, yeah, and it's like it's not well, a healthy they, relationship. No, no, but. But how do you say get rid of your people? You know what I mean? Easily. You're not going to do that. <laughs> hey, listen, bro. You got, bro, listen. Me, me, where I'm at in my life, bro, I feel like independence. And, and, and my girl asks me all the time, like, you like being alone, don't you? Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm, con- I'm baby. I'm conditioned yeah. like this. This is how I was conditioned. I want you with me all the time, but that's not a reality. So I'm okay being sure. by myself. And a lot of people don't, they've always had somebody with them. Yeah. They've so, always had somebody with them. So, so are like, you more extroverted or introverted type of person, though? Because I get, I value my alone time, uh-huh. but personality-wise, where do you think you well, are? Well, when my homies were out in the streets and when we were kids, I was at home on the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was always into, I was binging Game of Thrones when okay. I was a young adult. You know what I'm saying? I was, I, I'm into content. Yes. I didn't know I was in, into content, but... That's what is around us, especially sure. in America, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, bro, I never... I had a lot of love growing up, so I never needed to find it. I never needed to look for it. You I know what I'm you, saying? Yeah. People think I'm strange because of that, <laughs> but I'm blessed. But And I understand people try to fill that void, right? Yeah. Like, you try to fill that void in other people, and I get it, but I exercise my right to be alone <laughs> all the time. If I wasn't I'm like that, I would, no, be bugging my, I would be bugging my girl. Like, my girl is about to go out with her friends and stuff. I got no problem with that because right. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm 62 hours deep in the world, yeah. and I'm not doing nothing. Another person would be like, no, you have to be with me. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So there's a yin and yang to that. Absolutely. And that's, you know, like, I, it's it's just kind of surprising because, like I said, I don't know about your life on the road, but I would I would imagine that you would get your uh, 
social recharge because you are alone a lot driving and whatnot. So well, I would fucked met- up. Now I host a podcast, <laughs> so I listen to myself and me and my people all the fucking time, bro. Yeah. Like for real, like for real. I talk, you want to talk about that? Yeah. For real, bro. This shit is fucking lit, bro. I love doing this and I love listening to it and working on it when yeah. I'm in my truck, not that, driving. By the way, I stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I stop and I don't. You know, I, I'm not about to report you. I got you. I got. I, I know. All, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. I don't have a badge. All right? That's we're, so we're funny. good. But that's what I was saying. You know, that's what I was telling you earlier. Like from the get go, you were mm-hmm. putting out quality Thanks, content, bro. and I mean that in every sense of the word. You know, you you're a great conversationalist. I was just and all this being stuff. me. Yeah, I was not trying to be anything else. I was not writing shit down and giving you a script. <laughs> dead ass sometimes you you have to and that comes with awareness I'm fully aware of who I am and my progression and my ego is not as big as it should be honestly and I have a full gauge and meter on that ego and I like to play with it when I want to (laughs) you know what I'm saying so so I appreciate that, but I and I'm sure you heard me on the show say it I can't store that and be like Danny yeah. loves my podcast, so but I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. But with anything that you do, you have to be you have to listen but be critical. You have to be open but right. be a little critical. That's one of the eighty laws of yeah. whatever what the fuck the, whatever they say. You know what I'm saying? Eighty laws of power or whatever, every eighty rules to live your life. But it's yeah. true. It's oh, true. absolutely. Having that humility and being humble mm-hmm. is certainly helpful. But there's no shame in the game yeah, you know if you real. got it you got it and i don't think uh i don't think you should have to dial back on that you yeah. know what i mean i think you should be able to express you know like it's just hard being a kid though bro yeah it's hard being a kid because you got so many things you can't control and you put people on a pedestal and you want to impress them when in all actuality you should be doing what's best for you you should right. develop the the things that are healthy for you and be aware of the things that are bad for you. I'm not saying don't do bad things. Right. I'm saying be aware that they are bad. Right. You know and, it, and it's hard too because people want to give you their advice and wisdom mm-hmm. because of the experiences bad things they've been the through right exa- bro oh my god yes. Danny is potted baby okay I'm exactly. telling you I'm telling exactly. you and I listen when when these when these older guys or whomever give me this type of advice I appreciate it mm. I know where they're coming from they're looking out for me but it's it's I've I haven't been through it myself, so it's hard. Exactly. And they're trying to say, don't make the same mistakes that I did. Mm-hmm. But making mistakes as you go along are the things that are gonna help you grow the most exactly. and grow the fastest. But you have to simply support somebody you love and you yes. care about, support them forever. I'm not saying I'm not bro support them forever I mean it's hard to just sit there and tell somebody what to do and it's hard to expect them to listen to you and actually do what we always sign up for disappointment when we you know what I'm saying I don't understand how other people don't give off this rhetoric on a day-to-day basis like I, I, I got a lot of OGs whether in the media game or personally in my life I don't hear too many people saying stuff like that like like we're all humans we need to give each other our just due and we have to realize that our family and our blood we put on the pet on a pedestal bro right take it down a notch a little bit and mind you i don't have kids if i had kids i'd probably have a a different you know i have a father i have a mother i understand how they think yeah but 
uh, we're all humans at the end of the day. Just simply support, bro. Simply support. Who supports you in your life? Oh, everybody. Yeah. I mean, you can tell. My parents, for sure. You know, they they have they have done more for me than any parent should do for their own Ooh. child, and I respect. I, I mean, I love them for it. I always try to pay them back. I do what I can mm-hmm. as a son and That's everything. Um, you know, my brother and, and everything. But he's in a much different position in his life than, than I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. But but my girlfriend, you know, is insanely supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to wifey. Yes, shout out, <laughs> shout out. Shout out um, to her. She... I feel bad for her in a sense because she has to walk that fine line of being that supportive partner mm-hmm. but can't let me get on my own bullshit. Of course. And... Um, Sometimes she saved me from myself, oh and my rightfully so. Good for but you, sometimes bro. I'm like, listen, this crazy train has to go off the rails for a minute, and we might explode <laughs> or shit might get delivered how it's supposed to. But like, you know, I, I'm not trying to put her in those situations yeah. on purpose. Right. But you know, shit. You're just happens. aware of it. You're just yeah. aware of it. But I think that that love thing. When you talk about that love thing, it's not giving up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's it's. <clears throat> not necessarily um, um, not taking shit, you know, you, you still want to be a man or woman, but that relationship you have to understand is worth fighting for. You know what I'm saying? And I right. think that um, in my age, mid to late 20s, oh, man, these kids out here, bro. It's just so <laughs> many kids, bro. It's so many kids. Yeah. They would rather go back to the streets than work it out with yeah. who they dealing with and um that's why i stay in the house (laughs) 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 i swear bro i swear i feel you i feel you but and that's the thing like it's funny because i i don't know i'll put myself in the streets as much as i'm comfortable but I'm also going to be back in the house. Yeah. I, you know, I, it, I'm a, I'm a complex individual. I got mm. shit muddling around in mm-hmm. here, but I think the things that we do, like our nine to fives kind of, uh, we, we fill voids that are missing in that. Like me, I'm able 100%. to travel. I'm able to, to, I feel on top of the world when I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? So when I come home, I want to be put in my place or I just want to go do nothing. Yeah. Literally do nothing. My father <laughs> is this guy where he'll work, come home, and build a fucking train or some shit. You know that, what I'm saying? He'll insane. build a bathroom or something. But that's the old school living, bro. He ain't right. have nobody to do that shit for him, bro. That's my guy. But I have him. Right. <laughs> like, I right. have him. You got to realize that sometimes I could just, if I wanted to, stay in this bed all goddamn day <laughs> and watch the document, the Juice World documentary. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's such a weird, weird laps in generations and i'm sure every generation has said that you know what i'm saying i'm sure our parents said the same thing about their parents but um i don't know what's ahead of us bro i don't know what the rest of the 2020s look like in the 2030s bro it is fucking uh, scary i thought we were gonna have this roaring 20s shit about to be partying making it through covid and all that stuff two years man we have we're not there yet i heard on a podcast like about two years and especially like what's going on in ukraine and shit like that it's like fuck if it's two more years i'm i think it's two more years right now work save your money do your little dave Dave ramsey budget shit that's my (laughs) shit bro that's what i'm trying to do bro i want to be a baby steps millionaire fuck you talking about but but and i've heard people critique his methods you know what i'm saying Of, of course and and 
That's a perfect uh, segue into me saying I definitely critique that dude's methods. So what I'll say about that, um, I heard a guy on TikTok say Dave Ramsey's formula is perfect for broke people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, I, I couldn't be mad. I'm like, yes, bro. There's a lot of people out here that's broke, bro. Not yeah. too many fucking people have money, dog. What are you talking about? No, absolutely. But <laughs> but what I would say is I think the the problem is he. he 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 has one uh, type of view, and it's not uh, encompassing of everything that could work for everyone. Mm-hmm. He, um, you, you understand know. why he does that, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. simplifying it. Yeah, and that's he's got to sell a product too. The product I listen to his himself. podcast all the time, bro. I fucking love it. <laughs> Even when the really rich people come in, I'll be like, "Damn, that's lit!" Fucking sixteen-year-old got fifty thousand in the bank, and he don't know what the fuck to do with it. He's calling Dave Ramsey, and then you have the people that are really fucked up. I'm sixty-three, and I got two hundred thousand dollars yeah. in debt, and my husband just died, and it makes me feel better about myself. It's fucked up, bro. It makes me yeah. feel better about myself when I'm driving a fucking truck. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up, but it's entertaining as fuck, and it's educational. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but he's because he's the anti credit card guy, right? right? Exactly. And so, I, so what I would say is credit has its place, um, and the thing that fucks it up, especially is in just, this country. Oh, this country was built on poor credit. Right. We can get into that, but exactly, you get that. Let's get it. Let's do it. But but the thing is, is that that's financial irresponsibility. That's not credit's fault. A credit card doesn't fuck you up like that. It's you the person the who puts <laughs> everything. This is free money. I'm swiping it away yeah. right here. This I've been there, bro. Recently, bro. I've been there recently. Dude. Sometimes your job, like even when I was at Cassis, my appetite grew, dog. <laughs> my appetite grew. It's like, what the fuck you want me to do, bro? Just settle, bro. Like no, for, no. I'm like, bro, my appetite has grown and it shows by my credit card bill. <laughs> but don't you feel like and this is i answer honestly don't you feel like you i mean you earned that money you worked for it you you put in physical effort and energy to work for every dollar you have earned so yes put a little bit away blah 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 but you got me fucked up if you don't think i'm gonna spend a little bit of stuff that i work right but you can't be lackluster about it too it's two ways of the street you work so fucking hard you put your life on the line for this shit why are you going to you know why are you going to somerset and balling in the gucci store for no reason (laughs) bro for no reason and i've been there i have a shoe i'm a a shoe addiction i bought those breads we talk about those bread my man had the my man had the easy 350 breads bro at in at this bag and i'm like bro those are my shoes where the fuck did you get those those are mine what the fuck are you doing bro those are the first shoes i bought you know how much i pay for those fucking shoes seven hundred and fifty fucking dollars bro when i was a kid yeah get the fuck out okay so but but i fell in love they were my babies i fell in love and i'm like these are the and they look like they're in the closet over there all fucked up and i'm like that was so dumb bro yeah bro i have like eight i have like seven eight pairs of yeezys bro yeah get the fuck out within like a six seven year span damn (laughs) respect i fucking love sneakers that's just dope as hell I'm, I want to go see him actually. Yeah, I got you. I'll so, so I got into sneakers pretty heavy. Okay, so before I get into it, do you remember what I told you about those though? Uh, 
No, you got them. You got them for a steal. They re-released them, and I was furious. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were the most yeah. limited, and then they re-released, and I'm like, oh well, fuck me, bro. I, I paid a lot of money the for these. Same. Now everybody got them. So, uh, there's an Instagram page I follow, and they they post pictures of all the releases, and every you know what are they two fifty now something yeah. like that Retail eight hundred. Yeah, I bought them on eBay. I was so dumb. No I didn't know shit. shit about shit. I bought them on eBay. So, and then you hear Kanye in the records like twenty thousand dollars on eBay, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck you talking. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about his gap line? Have you seen that shit? Yeah, I'm a cop some. Yeah? Yeah, I'm a stand, bro. I'm a stand. Alright. Easy got me, bro. He's got me, bro. He's I'm, got I'm, me. He's, he's, got he's me. raised me, bro. Yeah. He's, bro <laughs> with, like those nine hours I was telling you about driving to Jersey, bro. Me and my mom and my brother, college dropout, bro. Ooh, Late registration, nice. bro. Yeah. I was a little kid, and that's why people look at me like I'm just this fanboy. Kanye, I'm like, bro, you don't understand, bro. You just don't understand. And then people call me. They go, yo, I just watched the Yeezy doc. Have you seen it yet? And every everybody knows my stance about that. When I get low, when I get fucked up. When I'm fucked up, I watch it. I'm not watching it right now. I'm I'm ha- having a great time I feel with you. life right now. <laughs> but 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 I feel you. But bro, that man will never get his just due. No. Never. He doesn't. What he's given us, he'll never get back. Even with the billions of fucking dollars he's earned, bro. For real. It'll live on though. I and it and it's people are discounting him for this mental illness and this this beefing and all this shit. But you wouldn't be normal given, neither, motherfucker. It, oh my, you wouldn't exactly. be normal either. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank give him his just due. I can separate him from his art. I can enjoy his art and I can be empathetic for him when he's wilding out. Exactly. And I've had that exact conversation with people before. <laughs> that that's fucking crazy that you just said that. But here's the thing. This is what I'll say. Right, my man. It, He's never been to jail. He's not stealing. Like, you know, he's an egomaniac, sure. You know, he and he's so what happens when you're African-American and you were raised right. Your mother tells you you can do anything in the fucking world. You might just go ahead and try exactly. making some saying beats that for, for Jay-Z. You might be able to just go to Rock Nation and make that fucking label and, and, and build your own fucking shit, bro. Mm. Build your own. What's your favorite Yeezy song? I got it, bro. Hold oh. up, bro. We podding. Hold up, bro. I try not to play Yeezy a lot on the show. Like, I have to i have to per, per, like not play yeezy every week on the podcast bro but that's, it, it's that's hard. outrageous um i disagree <laughs> so with hard. those choices give me one give, I think, a, get a fit get a dvp give me uh, a kanye song what, okay and we on, can hold on. Find, let me, yeah, go let me, ahead let me, take, gotta, your, take your time there's no rush because this is it's a dvp we do this shit so let me make it <laughs> let me make a controversial statement though um what was the album that he did that was a little bit more uh, jesus yeah jesus is king the first one? No, no, no. Uh, was that the one? Yay. Like, yeah. Yay. The mental depression. I, I'm bipolar and it's no, no. lit. So th- that one's my favorite. That's a great the fucking best. album. <laughs> but the the one. Uh, all right. Hold on. I got Jesus. Uh, the Daft Punk fucking <laughs> album. Jesus. So uh, Jesus is King. Okay. Appreciated that for what it was. Saw the artistic integrity in it and everything. Did not fuck with it. Me and my girl went to the show in Chicago. Get the fuck. We went to out. Sunday service. How was it? You didn't go to the one she in. Uh, bro, they so they they gave those tickets out for free and we couldn't get them. And uh, then I paid for some in Chicago and had one of the greatest weekends of my fucking life. No, I saw Jadakiss in the fucking lobby of the hotel we get were staying in. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Bro, 
and I was he was pissed. He was mad. He was like talking to the receptionist, like tripping. If he wasn't mad, I would have fucking walked up <laughs> and showed love, bro, for real. Because that's fucking Jadakiss. But yeah. we went to the show. Everybody was there. Fucking Ferg was there. Kim was there. Uh, they did the opera. I got the videos. I put them up on no all my shit. social medias. I gotta actually repost that shit on my personal account, <laughs> low key, bro. That's my shit. But favorite song, favorite song, okay, favorite Kanye okay, song. Okay, let me get back. I need back. it. I need back. it, bro. I need to hear a little Kanye, and I'm gonna pour me another drink. And it's only been an hour, bro. Time flies when you podding. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> um, all right. So anything, anything off of Yay. Oh wow! I've never. I that's my that. album. But that discography, though, that's how I. I'm my goat criteria yes. is albums. Yes. It's number one. It's your catalog. Nobody, nobody is touching Kanye West's catalog. Nobody, nobody. in nobody. any genre, bro. In no. any genre. And and like I said, people discount him for all of his shit off the mic. And that's so disingenuous oh, God, because people don't listen to the music because of him. And I'm like, bro, you are missing out, my guy. Missing <laughs> You're out. You're missing it, out, bro. This right here. Someday. Someday. Bro, you're talking about crying, bro. <laughs> someday. <laughs> this shit right here make me fucking cry, bro. This will get me. Someday. 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 I wanna. Lay down like God did on Sunday. Oh, I got something for you, I got something for you, Ed. Sunday, Sunday, I remember this on Sunday. That way, yeah, way, way, Listen, bro, I got a personal, you know, every project I have a relationship with. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That album is one of the five installments that came out in summer of 2018. This is, I feel like an old man talking to <laughs> the classroom, right? All the kids and shit. And, and this was the year I started hauling cars for gas and transport. No shit. 2018, no I started shit. in April. April, May, June. June is my birthday. June, every Friday, we got Daytona from Pusha. 
We got Kid C Ghost. Ooh, we yeah. got Ye. We got Tiana T. Iman Shumper's wife. I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Please don't kill me. Uh, we got her album, and then we got. Uh, I don't know if that's the year Sahai the Prince album came out, and then Drake's album came like after that, right? Yeah, bro. My that trauma I was talking about from Hauling Cars. <laughs> this is the, that month, that year of music is responsible for 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 me and my actions and being able to do what I do still today. Yeah, hell yeah, Dead man. Ass. Hell I think yeah. I've said on this platform multiple times that summer was that year was one of the best years in music in recent history. I mean, now that you say it, I absolutely. Shit was heavy. If you if you Google it and look at the, I think Travis dropped an album that year. I don't know if it was Rodeo or Travis Knight sings McKnight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking up the albums. Um, bro, so many amazing albums came out that year. And I, like, when The Life of Pablo came out, I was mm. in Nashville. I had signed with my company. It was the first weekend me and my trainer had, like, a reset, and I was in a hotel bumping St. Pablo. Remember when St. Pablo, they did the listening Dude. session in Madison Square Garden? Oh. Bro, I watched that in a hotel room at the beginning of my trucking career. Oh, no, shit. And, and all of these things are just little bookmarks bro like there's soundtracks to your life and that's why I tell people about this show like the pod I'm like I'm trying to create the soundtrack to your life if you go yes. to work and you uh, you know you need something to listen to come listen to us absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and that's what I was saying earlier bro like I I feel like asking to be on the pod was taking advantage of your greatness because no this shit's gonna be around bro, like stop, there's gonna Come be on, the JRE and there's gonna be the dearly <laughs> beloved and I want to be one of the most uh, uh, continuous guests. Yeah, no, on the you DB. got it. You have it. You have it. I'm sorry it took so long for it to come to no, fruition. No, no, but, no, and no, I no. tell people it's like, bro, don't be mad about the timing because it gets better over time. Like yeah. just when it happens, it'll be lit. And this, you know, 62 is a problem, bro. Like every every episode we've done this year has been unfucking believable and and just be patient with me <laughs> just be patient with me bro like i'll get around to y'all bro if you got guests you got other people involved come it only helps the show and it only helps the people involved with the show and yeah, it man. only helps the listeners of the show and that's what i'm trying to do i i don't need money i don't need to monetize my show bro i get more out of it than anything but let me but let me tell you I hope you get all of that. I hope I hope the money comes with it. I hope you get that forty million dollars Spotify deal, all that shit. Y'all trying first to get all, me out my first truck, of all, bro. I love being in my truck, but y'all trying to get me out my truck, be a full time potter. You can stay in the it. truck, bro. You can stay in the truck, but we gotta we gotta focus on the two career paths here. <laughs> I've been hounding Hatch to get merch since this started. All right. I was the person who said, let me rep this shit outside in the world. So I just want that on record that I, I suggested that. You did. That's very smart. Yeah. That's, very, that's very smart to lay that down because you definitely have. But people have to understand that me and the podcast are two very different things. And we are the podcast lives on its own and I live on my own and everything will happen in due time. Just take it. Just it's all good. That's why that's I, that's how I know it'll be around long term. This shit's about this is the infancy. 
I feel blessed to be yeah, in on the infancy. One years old. Yeah, bro. The pod's one years old, bro. It's lit. Shit. Yeah, bro. It is the infancy. I love that. I love oh, that man. reference. This is, I mean, like, truly, like I said, this is, it's amazing. I appreciate I feel, it, I'm brother. honored to be a part of it. I really, it. Appreciate, I really it, do appreciate you having me and everything. This is fucking great. You're one of those great. guys, bro. You, you interact on socials. And you know, my socials, I post, 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 post. Yeah. I, don't get, I don't give a fuck about the recognition. But when I see it, I feel it, bro. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, bro. You do not have to do that. But it goes a long way and that's not me that is the podcast the podcast loves that it's but it, but, it, but you you are the one putting in the work you're the one getting it out there and and doing it's not this work, producing man. it well it's not work that's the that's the thing though putting in the energy too. yeah how about for that? sure for how about sure that? most definitely I've, I've made sacrifices and i do definitely put the energy and the work in but do things that make you happy do things that make no. you happy you don't need to do things that just have a fucking paycheck on that's charlamagne right. god talking <laughs> you know you don't have to always chase the bag bro do things that stimulate your mind and 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 keep you sound keep you and it benefits everybody around you it benefits when you're at your top and you're sound you can give it out it's manufactured in us it's in us we don't have to go get it from somewhere we don't have to go fucking pay for it it's in us you know what i'm saying but i still (laughs) feel like you should get something for it Thanks, you know I just, i'm just I saying it. i'm just saying because you get something out of it and it's crazy that you get something out of it and it doesn't afford it doesn't cost you anything right you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying i i don't i, I how fucked up would it be if I was like, okay, this podcast is Patreon only, and Danny, you gotta throw five dollars in the bucket every month for you to hear it? Like that's foul, bro. That's foul. But don't you think, in a sense, that you know, again, like if you're gonna put in the time and effort and energy that you should, you know, kind of you you can you can have it be. Uh, uh, an investment in the company or yeah. whatever you want to call it, you yeah, know, in yourself, yeah, yeah. you know, for sure. Equipment doesn't pay for itself, you know. I mean, come on, let's just be real, you know. Like I, I was talking about, like <clears throat> when I was telling you, <clears throat> I got that rescue load the other day, hmm. and they sent me to the yard to get a load. I go to the the bay location where my first unit is at, and I'm like, this shit ain't here. Something's fishy. I already know it's some bullshit. They said the guy loaded the truck. And the units were already on the truck, fully loaded. And they're looking at me like, yeah, you can start unloading that truck. And I'm like, bro, I'm not unloading somebody else's truck. First of all, that's disrespectful as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I'm going to sit here and wait. But I made the post about it and I was like, you know, my time is more valuable. I value my time more than I value any type of currency, any type of crypto, anything. And and. I don't know, bro. It's a weird place to be, bro. I don't have nothing, bro. But this, this is mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This is mine. I, I'd rather be home than make an extra, you know, whatever fucking amount of money because, and that's what the job does, bro. That's what the job does. The job yeah. makes you appreciate and get more appreciation from being away. And I talk about that a lot because it's true to me. I feel like a lot of people are just stuck in that room. Oh, yeah. When you're stuck in that room, other people start looking at you crazy. The people you love <laughs> start looking at you crazy. Yeah. And it's like, man, fuck. I got to get out of this room. And yeah, I've been yeah. blessed enough to not spend as much time <laughs> in my room. You know what I'm saying? And the COVID, you know, COVID flipped everything on its head. It was like, okay, you got to deal with that motherfucker now. Yeah. Bro. Where the fuck you going, yo? Where the fuck you going? You got to deal with that shit now, B. And that was not, that was not something I wanted to have dealt with. But goddamn. <laughs> 
it was happening whether I liked it or not. I mean, shout out to unemployment though. That was shit was dope as hell. Like I didn't mind that at I'm all. I'm beefing but, with unemployment uh, right now. But oh, shout out to them. I'm beefing no. with them. Yeah, they on my head. They on my head. We'll figure it out. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. But I feel like there's a combination of things the past two years that have been bearing over my head, and I'm the type of person to kind of. My immaturity will be like fuck that, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it'll come back. It'll come back, and you gotta take care of it. So I'm dealing with that right now. But bro, he, like I would talk to my dad, and he'd be like, "I never, I can't help you with that, son. I've never had to deal with that shit before. I've always had to work. We never had Damn. an excuse to get unemployment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then people that collect unemployment, like, bro, it's not gonna last forever, dog. Yeah. It's not gonna last forever, man. You gotta get out. And it what what was it like five six hundred dollars a week or some shit like that? I think no I think it was like I think it was like closer to 8 cuz they mm. had the unemployment and then there was the extra on top of it. And that. that's more money than a lot of people make in a week. So. That's, that's <laughs> more like than crazy. I was making a week. I was like <laughs> I I mean like I yeah. it was it was hard to be upset about it, you mm-hmm. know. But but truly to be honest, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I I hadn't heard from anybody mm-hmm. from Cassins for months. Yeah. And I was like do I still have my job? Yeah. Is the company still around? Blah, blah, blah. But money is the number one thing that I'm making sure I got. And so when you have that paycheck, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. coming in, it's like, okay, well, my bills are taken care of. Mm-hmm. So this isn't that bad. You know, it's not a vacation, but it's I'm a system, chilling. though. It's like the system. We're caught up in the system, that, yeah. that pay bill system. And, and then, there's no getting away from it. And getting the unemployment is just getting your own money back. Let's just right. be clear about that. You know, we've already paid for our own unemployment. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm trying not to pop off right now, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that's my money, I, that's, yo. Yeah, that's my, that's my money. money, son. Give me my money, yo. Give me that's that so shit fucking funny. Back. Uh, did you hear about? Um, I got home Wednesday and I was on YouTube. It was real late, bro. I was game and I was just hanging. I was happy to be home. And I saw the Nelk Boys, uh, Full Sin podcast. Yeah. The guest of the week was Donald Trump, bro. I saw that. I haven't watched it. I, I've seen little clips on TikTok and that, but I haven't seen it. That The fact that they got him is fucking outrageous. I mean, good for them. To, you won't be able to get it. You won't be able to get the interview. That, you won't be able to get the podcast. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, it's got 2 million views, and it was uploaded six hours ago. I have to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, despite how you feel about Donald Trump or the Nelk Boys, this yeah. is something that you have. And especially, I'm invested in the community of podcasting. So I was like, I have to watch this, bro. I watched it. It was an hour. Yeah. And, you know, you know Donnie, bro. He say a whole <laughs> lot of nothing, bro. He just says a whole lot of nothing. He's a yeah, con he's man. Business. He is a yeah. pimp, bro. He's a pimp. And he don't say shit, but he says a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like a lot of the stuff they talked about, he was talking about just being banned and being shadow banned from just the internet in general. And yeah. like you think about him and you think about um, what's the InfoWars guy? Um, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah. And um, they talk about like that's un American and censorship. And I don't know. I'm on the, I'm on both sides of that coin, bro. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But they didn't say nothing. They just, you know, they bashed. They said the war wouldn't happen if he was in office. They yeah. did everything that you know. They did it. They said everything that you know was going to be said. And that is kind of fabricated in its own way. But I don't right. know it's how a, I feel. It's like a puff piece. Right. Like, I don't know how I feel about them not, them taking it off the platform, bro. YouTube doesn't take a lot of shit off their platform so that's what happened though they, they had it off. A, so you can't not you can't get it i anything. shared it on facebook and then it was over 
No, when I was shit. watching it, I, whenever I get something, see something like that, I share it. Yeah, but but no, you're not getting that pot. You'll get the clips on TikTok, you yeah. know, because TikTok they won't take that shit off. No, but well, I mean, they might. I don't know. TikTok is a little up and down, dicey with their censorship. I feel shit. like they do know. censorship to like men, and they let the women get their shit off. You think so? Yeah, they the women can sexualize themselves, and the men can't. You know what I'm saying? And I've I'm an avid TikToker, so <laughs> like like I understand like it's kind of crazy how they play both sides. But um, yeah, I watched the interview, and um, I don't know, I don't have too much to say about it. It was just a hell of a that's a hell of a um, moment for the show. Absolutely, I'm I'm surprised the Nelt guys got it before Rogan. Um, I would have I would have thought if I was a gambling man, I would have bet that, that was coming first. Their plug is Dana. Dana uh, White hooked it up. Okay. And um Interesting. and Interesting. Don is such a funny character. Like they got they got a video. Like the videos, it doesn't start. But when Donnie comes into the room, I'm calling him Donnie and shit. Like I, like I fucking know him. Like we go off and shit. When when Mr. Trump comes in the room, his his tie is like to the side. Like he's just an old man. You know what I'm saying? His yeah. tie is off to the side. He looks goofy as fuck. It's just so funny. He's such a funny fucking guy. And then they have these kids interview him on their podcast, and I call him kids. They respectfully, are, no, they're kids. Respectfully, they're kids, and they can get away with being kids because they're successful kids. Yeah, but but yeah, but um, they just talked a bunch of bubblegum bullshit, bro. They? And that's so. That's the thing, I, you know. I know that if the Nelk boys are going to put out a podcast or a video, it's going to be entertaining and all that. But they're not. You know they're not uh, getting down and dirty with the facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they don't know how to discuss politics and right. all that. They can talk about the service level shit, like right. you said, the right. the censorship and and deplatforming and what right. have you. But that's also important. You mm-hmm. know, like he's not the president anymore, so I I don't blame them for just kind of like you know asking about his shit. But <laughs> the problem is my thing with Twitter and Facebook and all that is they play both sides of the platform and mm-hmm. publisher and they are very much in the pocket of you know people in the government and things mm-hmm. like that and i mean listen say what you will about the guy this and that egomaniac lunatic all mm-hmm. that stuff agree with he shouldn't have been deplatformed mm-hmm. or or censored or, th- or banned or whatever you want to call it honestly i don't think so either but but the reason he's being deplatformed is because those platforms don't believe in the American people. They think he's gonna prey on the less fortunate and yep. the less, you know, the the lackluster lower IQ. Right. And which which well, is true. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of I mean, true, bro. Right. Respect to the Trumpers, but you can't just get every you can't just like I said earlier about listening and being critical and like throwing it away, throwing the information away. You can yeah. praise me, you can hate me, but both sides, I cannot store that right. information. And I think Donnie gets away with that shit a lot, dog. He be fooling. <laughs> dog, Donnie be fooling. But that's America, bro. That's a that is America. Donnie, you're not stopping no fucking wars, bro, with your relationships, bro. They don't give a fuck about you neither. No, you no. And it was but my and like I said, my thing is is that all of these social media companies want to play both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so how it works is that if you are a media platform, you can let anyone on there mm-hmm. and they speak their mind mm-hmm. and free speech you, is America. Yes, free speech. 
but they will not get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. However, if you are a publisher, people can say what they want. They hold you and to if a higher happens, standard. Right. If, if, if two people uh, get into an argument and like one person doxes another mm-hmm. or causes harm or whatever, mm-hmm. if you are a publisher, you get in trouble for that. Right. Because you should not be publishing that stuff. Facebook, Twitter, and the like are are playing both sides. They're somehow allowed to do both, and they're not getting in trouble for shit. And it's, there's no legislation about it. it, it like the it, government did not know the 2000s, you know, the tech boom, and then the teens, and yeah. then us. Like when we come up, bro, we're more more um, aware of technology and social medias. Than the fucking people down in DC are, oh, and it yeah. shows, bro. It shows. It's like, bro, you guys have to find a way to fuck money or not. That's what I'm saying. They make so much fucking money that right. they're not gonna fucking do anything about it. But you have to understand what it's doing to your people. Like TikTok, for example, bro. It's like, bro, TikTok is a wild place. Oh, it's a wild. wild place. It's wild as fuck, bro. But one of the things is, you know, they, the, you know, Facebook, uh, uh, we're gonna censor or take down misinformation. Mm-hmm. You talk about misinformation all over TikTok, bro. Every other video is wild, crazy shit. But my thing is, but like, even so- if it's like you coming into it. Like, if you're so right. like me, my TikTok for you page is a little bullshit and a lot of information. <laughs> you know, a lot of decent shit, yeah. right? But the average kid with TikTok, it's just ass shaking, titty shaking, <laughs> bro. Which bro. I which I'm for, by the way. Like, bro, let's exactly. not get it twisted. Like, that's, like. like that's cool. <laughs> but bro, you have to understand this space that we are in as a 28 year old and a 30 year old, where we were raised with it, and we were able to, um, um, take out take out the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we can navigate the we can waters put, that yeah, social media exactly, has. Exactly. But the kids don't stand a chance, bro. If you give your son or daughter bro. who is a young teenager a fucking iPhone on Christmas yeah. by the next Christmas, bro, it there it's over. You don't have nothing. <laughs> bro, you can't tell them shit. You right. can't. Like I remember being a PC, having a PCP and getting porn and shit. I remember having being, un, you know what I'm saying? Like being like 13, 12 yeah. with this technology of just a PlayStation portable. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now it's bro, and this is what people need to hear. People need to understand that your child don't, you know, like Kanye said, he's like Instagram got your bitch. Instagram, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I right. seen that recently on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, bro, that's right, bro. Like we are completely more influenced from our iPhones than we are from our fathers and our mothers and our grandparents. Right. But at what like who who do you place that blame on? And I'm not like not that parents. Age. Right. And it's it's responsibility, bro. Right. It's re- it's it's all about responsibility and protecting your own. A lot of people just give up. You know, a lot of people it's like, okay, they're not listening to me. So I'm going to just surf this wave and stay in the corner. It's like, no, get off, get your shit off. And yeah. don't, you can't control how they're going to react to it, but always be there to get your shit off and simply support. Right. They might catch this funky ass shit. They might go through puberty and then get all, you know, fucked up. And then when they become aware, you know, your prefrontal cortex, yeah. your prefrontal cortex <laughs> isn't fully develop, developed yeah. until you're like 25 years old. So they're going to go through some shit and they're going to, Bro, yeah. it, it, think about the wild shit we did when we were in high school. 
and in middle school and the shit girls females all that wild shit Thank at a small God level Snapchat that was not around is, during bro, that time period I just want to put that out there think about it now though bro yeah. that shit is a TikTok <laughs> the most embarrassing shit that you are a part of in your a fucking English clash in 7th grade is trending on TikTok tomorrow bro yeah. oh yeah but but again who you know who do you place the you know either blame or responsibility on the person who filmed that and you say you shouldn't have put this on TikTok or the TikTok for yeah. you know putting it out there but TikTok shouldn't be uh you know getting in trouble for something someone else, else did does. on the platform but that's but that's what I'm saying that's how it works those are the two categories and Twitter and Facebook are playing both sides so it's I, they have that thing where it's like play by our our rules mm-hmm. or we'll deplatform you mm-hmm. or we just don't want to get in trouble for this yeah and so they say you know oh you're pumping misinformation yeah. blah 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 yada 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 but it's not it's just stuff that they disagree with and so to say like they should be allowed to censor anything they choose well mm-hmm. how do you know what they're choosing is the truth you see you see what i'm saying like the there's so much that goes into it. I think that I think that um, uh, you give the children the benefit of the doubt, yeah, and you charge the adults with being adults. Um, and that's got nothing to do with your age. I think there right. should be kind of a screening process. Honestly, it's like it's like okay, this person did this crime. Give them an evaluation of who the fuck they are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, is this person an adult? Do they still live with their parents? Or, you know what I'm saying? Do they have a job? Have they made a certain amount of money a year? And you, I'm not saying give them a break, but I'm saying understand that this is a journey. This is a marathon. And, sure. and, and you can't just crucify these people, bro. When I see the kids doing kid shit on social media, I don't blame them right. for oh, doing no, kid shit on social media. Well, like but, you said, the parents got to step up and they have oh, to be the ones man, to, to uh, you know, put in the rules. I think I think what it is is, so let's say, uh, you know, a parent lets their kid uh, have a Facebook and they're mm-hmm. in middle school or whatever. I'm on there. I mean, you see my shit. I'm popping off about anything <laughs> and everything, throwing out all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Who is the onus on to make sure that that kid gets the right quote-unquote information you know like so basically what i'm saying is like you have to teach that kid how to think for themselves so and i agree 100 percent. but but the other side of the argument is people would come to me and say don't post that shit on facebook because i don't want my kid to see it then there's ways to get around that exactly unfollow me thank you don't allow your child to be persuaded by me Exactly. It, I shouldn't have to censor myself because you have rules for your kid. Yeah. But if it, they're not going to hear it on Facebook, oh, they're going to hear it out baby, in the world. Though. But that's their baby, though. Right. They don't want to put restrictions on their baby because he's a cute little sunshine bundle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, bro. I'm like, okay, my my kid gets in a fight. He comes home. I ask him what happens. If he doesn't tell me the truth, if he does tell me the truth, it's whatever. But yeah. I have to understand. I have to let him know that you have to protect. You want to talk about boundaries? Mm. You have to protect your and you have to protect what you say what these other people are saying or doing you have no control over right you have to separate those two things exactly and especially the thing is now you know schools don't do that two kids get in oh a fight God. let's say some kid kicks the bully's ass because he's finally had enough both kids are suspended 
Well, guess what? Technically, in my mind, one was in the right and one was in the wrong. They shouldn't, the schools, they shouldn't suspend the, the kid for doing is, right. The schools is a meat factory, bro. Oh. Every fucking year, they're, getting, they're letting these hundreds of kids go off to do whatever the fuck. And then they got a new hundred set of kids coming in being freshmen. It's yeah. a fucking meat factory. How much do you expect these human beings to emotionally emotionally take in? And, I, you know, I'm friends with a lot of, you know, my orchestra constructor on Facebook. I'm yeah. trying to get him on the pod. No. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because playing the violin was a big deal for me when I was a child. And no I, I regret putting the violin down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And in and like it's like things like that it's like as much as we put our responsibility like you send your child off to school and they're dealing with these however many teachers and adults right you can't assume they're gonna do what you would do so when you get home when the kid gets home you have to talk about it you have that's one of the things i miss the most bro remember having dinner with your family and being a child and talking or even not even talking but that dinner conversation not only does the food keep you alive, <laughs> yes. but you need to figure out what's going on in the kid's head, bro. And you have to make him comfortable with sharing because these kids right. grow up and they never share. They just are being supported financially. And then it's like, bro, emotion. you need to have that same emotional stake in your child as you do financial stake in your Oh, child, yeah. Bro. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. So, so my girlfriend is a teacher and like she kind of, so my mom was a teacher and I got the inside scoop before that. Now my girlfriend's a teacher, you know, of course. Respect to that shit. Holy fuck. But what I'm hearing now, a lot of parents are checked out. They have, they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't know what's going on in their kids' lives. All the teachers on my Facebook have been complaining about COVID since the beginning of COVID. It's so hard. And, and I, I totally understand that. But what ends up happening is that your kid goes, well, my parents aren't listening to me. I'm going to go to the teacher or whatever. And you should be able to. But then all of a sudden you have the teacher raising your kid in a sense. There's a hand. There's in and the, and their hands are cuffed. Oh, yeah. Like they can't do as much to that child as you know somebody else outside of school would be able to do it based on the you know the school's rules right you know what i'm saying and you don't know what kind of values and things they're instilling in those kids they might be different than yours bro if my child but- is getting text messages from their teacher I would have a problem with it because I would be a responsible adult. You know what I'm saying? But the yeah. kids that don't have that structure might need that. But that teacher has to go out of boundaries, out right. of completely out of the system. You should not be texting this child to see how they're doing because you are a teacher. That child sees you for an hour and a half a day. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in a sense, I can, I can see the argument that, you know, they... they interact with your child the most i i don't know how to explain but it they shouldn't be yeah but but on the other on the left hand you have content what is that kid listening to right. what is that kid watching because they can fill that void with the podcaster the artist right with the 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 um you know um what's his name uh Jordan Petersons of the world, like right. I like, you know what I'm saying, like the philosophers, you right. know, the uh, Pauls. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Paul. Yo, hey, yo, Paul just just got his introduction podcast episode out, and I'm so fucking excited for him, and it's a, gonna be a great outlet for him, bro. For real, we both know Paul. I, shout out we to Paul. do. I I haven't 
I don't know. I haven't interacted with him that much. Um, I listened to the podcast episode where he was on with Natalie. Yeah. And I'm telling you right on now. On the DBP, yeah. Yes. I, I feel fully comfortable debating that dude i we can sit here and we'll take opposite sides we can have a third party uh uh intermediary determine bro that dude though he's 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 got something special i like that i like that i like i like having people around me that is going to challenge my narrative and challenge my and then i love providing him with an outlet to get his voice out because it needs to be out he should absolutely have an outlet. He he's has a, natural, a lot to bro. say. I told you oh, already, yeah. he's a natural. I and I can only imagine. I mean, like the topics and things that he talks about, they're probably way over my head. But he's got a knack for talking. He's new to I the mean, podcast like, game. Yo, go follow, um, um, Vox, Vogged. Is that his last name? Vogged. Let me yeah, let me V-O- spell it for you guys. Oh, I don't know if I should put his, I, no, his no. Shit I want to put his. I want to. I oh, want his last name in it. Is that what it? Yeah, it's Vox Vogt V O G T podcast on Spotify okay. right now. I'm working on getting his stuff on other DSPs, but um, it's a challenging narrative, and that's what we need. You know, V O X V O G T podcast. Go check it out, and he's gonna play you some music you never heard before. He's gonna give you something to think about, and that's what we need. But like the kids, bro, it's like. Figure out who your kids' role models are outside of the household. Right. My and family knows who I fuck with. Do, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hip-hop head. You know what I'm saying? Like My family knows, and we talk about stuff like that. And other people should as well. You can't just be like, oh, that's some weird shit. They're yeah. watching some streamer, yo. They're watching Timmy or fucking Nick Merck. Shout out Jalen Ford, my boy yeah. Big Dog Jalen on Twitch. They follow these guys, yeah. and they listen, and they care they respect their opinion more than they respect the people around them's opinion. But what I would say to that is, is there anything wrong with that? That's so that's kind of what I was getting at earlier is like, you know, if you were a parent to a kid right now and you just read the headlines (laughs) about what Joe Rogan is doing, you'd be like, we got this extreme right winger Nazi, uh, you know, influencing my kid. But if you listen to his podcast, he has everybody on there. I mean, I've learned so much, got so much stuff. Shout There's no Joe narrative. Yeah, Shout out to Joe Rogan, Rogan. Like- uh, t- dude. But like that's that's what I'm saying. Like these parents are so checked out that mm-hmm. the amount of effort that they're willing to put in to figuring out what their kids are up to is headline reading. Right. And it's like I get that you're not all of about to all of a sudden about to like listen to all of Joe Rogan's content. Exactly. But figure out what he's about you know don't just don't just dismiss him right away don't just write him off you know like he could be a good influence on the Mm -hmm. kid and and then like you were saying these kids have to kind of develop these critical thinking skills Mm -hmm. like even if even if he was some radical right winger be able to say okay that's his point let me hear a different point but i disagree find my own opinion Mm -hmm. i can separate the artist from their art right but that's something that the parents have to do the parents have to pay attention to what their children are paying attention to whether you like it or not right Wait, and that, you, that was the you, thing like with hip hop like back in the 90s and the 2000s they're like yeah. yo hip hop is the worst shit these kids are fucking killing each other this drill music in New York is the reason all these kids are dying and it's like no listen no. to this shit with your fucking kids your kid's not a fucking gangbanger 
I know you remember when they said that video games made kids oh violent. God, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Right? Kids exactly. getting paid off of video exactly. games now. Look what the right? fuck is, what the fuck is going on, bro? Shout out to all the goddamn These are streamers careers. out there. Yes. That's fucking inspiring, bro. It's inspiring. But can you imagine if all those parents had kept their kids away from it somehow, some way, completely mm-hmm. just you're not allowed to play video games anymore or whatever it is. It's an outlet. Like some of those know, outlets, bro, you need to indulge in those outlets. And you might think it's bad, but that's where he is at that time. That's where she is at that time. Exactly. And then over time, something might change. Something might change. But simply support. Simply, simply support. That's unconditional love, right. bro. Uh, man, I don't know, bro. I, I'm not I'm not worried about me and my people because me and my people got me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and I have my go tos, I have my OGs, so we look out for each other. But some people don't have nothing but that that Twitch streamer, you know. Some people have nothing but that Joe Rogan. Some people, oh man, bro, it's it, it it's hard, bro. But it's all about growth and development. Everybody's dealing with different things at at the same time. We're all like me and my brother, for example. Me and my brother are 17 months apart, and we're completely fucking different. But we went through mm. everything together. Yeah, it's just a different. It's just a different time, bro. Like, what the fuck do you expect? But it's all it's all out there, and and I just I don't think people should be kept away from it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's my, you know, if if I had. Uh, one thing that I really cared about. Mm-hmm. It's free speech mm-hmm. and being able to just discern like, you know, what's good information, what's bad information mm-hmm. and, and who you should listen to and who you should not. But like I was saying, the censorship with Twitter and Facebook and all that, it mm-hmm. they think they're doing right and the other people think they're doing right, yada yada. You gotta let people absorb everything. Yeah. You can't just say, we're gonna keep you away from this and we decided this is the right stuff. You know what I mean? They're I, trying to control the masses, but the masses have an upper hand. Right. We got the internet, bro. <laughs> we, we I can talk to internet. anybody. My, my analytics, bro. Uh, my analytics, bro. I, 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 there's reach. There's reach. Yeah. And um, it, it's got nothing to do with borderlines. It's got nothing to do with walls. It's got nothing to do with fucking... Bro, it, it, it's fucking insane. And... and Man, bro, I I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's be a parent. If you're a parent, be a parent. Be a parent. If you're a child, give them the just do. Let them be a child, bro. Right. That's what all my parents ever did for me. They let me fuck up. They let you stick the fork in the outlet and <laughs> get electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> get the shaking and shit, bro. Don't get do it twice, it. Yeah, but you right, know what? Right, this right. is a learning experience. Exactly, you're going to do bro. it, and that's fine. Don't blow no shit up, but yeah. bumps and bruises builds character, baby. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think though, bumps and bruises has been taken away, and it's and it's uh, influence over people's way of thinking and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dead ass, most definitely. Uh, did you hear about Jesse Smollett? I did. I did. <laughs> I. It's a wild shit, bro. Here you go. Here you go. Right here. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You're going to be allowed to travel wherever you want. You do not have to live in the state of Illinois. You can report by phone. I know that if you're going to this try is to so make funny a to me, some things you do, you may have to go to uh, other, other places, New York and Los Angeles. You can do those things. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago. 
in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend... I'm about to lose my seat, bro. This shit is so fucking funny to me, dog. Jail. And that will start today. Wait, right here, uh, what, was right the, now. what was the time? I missed it. Mr. Smollett. It was so the game 150 days. 150 days. So that's to appeal the findings. 30, 60, 90. Sentence be modified to do those things. We also file a motion to modify your sentence, which would have to be filed in writing within 30 days. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. You cannot afford lawyers or transcripts. They would be provided for your charge. Do you have any questions? No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. Okay. What? Suicide. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of Black Americans in this country for over 200 years. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect you. Juicy. I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all. I respect you. He think he's Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, he's hopping on the Epstein bandwagon. I am not suicidal. Okay. Hey, shout out to uh, Jesse Smollett, bro. Hey, man. Yo, listen, bro. Serve that time, baby. You got it. Hey, we all take L's every now and then, my guy. <laughs> when you put your name on the check of the dudes that you're paying, I mean, listen, I... The, I think the evidence is stacked against you a little bit. My man ain't never lied in his life, bro. He's a terrible liar. <laughs> I just, genuinely, what I want to know is what was he trying to accomplish with staging that whole thing? Shit, bro. I mean, trying to, I mean, trying to hop on that, um, the, um... I mean, was his was was his career not taken off? Was the care he care train, bro? This that care train, bro. It's like come help me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> help me, bro. I need some new roles or something. I need some empire has <sighs> fucked my life yeah. up. I, I'm, I'm I'm but but I don't know, bro. I give him his just due for being African American because I have empathy for those you know African Americans. Um, shout out to us. But yes, awesome. bro, you were caught. <laughs> you were <laughs> caught, bro. You were caught, and and if you die in jail, man, that would be terrible. It would, it would be, be. It would be terrible if you died in jail. But, bro, you're not about to keep playing this this sympathy card, bro. I feel like I'm old and I'm young at the same time. <laughs> You got an old soul? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear. I got an old soul. Uh, did you hear about um, what Kim K said? Is she getting backlash for telling women to work hard? I, so I did. All right. So from what <laughs> I know so, so far, it doesn't. she didn't say anything that bad. No, she didn't say nothing bad at all. She said, "Get bitch, get back to work and yeah, I, or something bro. like that, right? It keep, surround yourself with women and people that are going to work. Yeah. So and, why why but she's why getting are people upset because she's Kim K because they think that she came up off of a sex tape and her whole family she's always been privileged her dad's Rob Kardashian and she's always had money yeah and she's just made more more money off of having money but you have to like I said separating the artist from their art absolutely I think it, Kim K is an artist in her own in her own way oh yeah I the the problem with that is that I think. It's both things are true. I mean, mm-hmm. like let's be let's be honest. Yeah. She came up off oh, that sure. sex tape, and then oh, sure. her it was 
her dad defended OJ. OJ. Yeah. yeah. Classic, so, bro. And Classic, then her bro. other dad cool. is a woman now and yeah, all that right. stuff. Hey, I mean, yeah. Hell yeah. But <laughs> her advice is still true. But I mean, people just complain, bro. Complain. Yeah. I'm off of 62 hours, yeah. dog. <laughs> 62 hours is six days. But. I mean, I don't, I don't think that um, what she said was wrong. No, but I think that she's not gonna get support because she's Kim K. Like nobody's gonna come out and be like, "Yo, Kim K, you are so brave right. for telling the American people to work harder." Nobody's gonna do that. But we got I, like dudes like Gary V saying Ooh. the same shit. A lot of a lot of the stuff that's being passed around nowadays is only. People have a problem with it because it's not packaged correctly, mm-hmm. but the advice is still solid advice. They don't mm-hmm. like who it's coming from. They don't like the way that it's said. And this is definitely one of those examples. All she said was get up and work your ass off. I mean, like... There's a spectrum of work, though. Yeah. Some people that are on the lower spectrum of that work don't see the value in it because there is no value in it. If you make fucking minimum wage... Working extra really doesn't fucking mean that much. If you make more, if you, and that's what separate, that's the class system. That's the class spectrum. It's like, and like what we were saying earlier, it's like, put your efforts into something that's not going to get you paid. You'll get uh, other satisfaction from it. But the work is the work. And I can't really say too much about it because I'm blessed enough to be able to, uh, there's a wage gap. Like I'm in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I can't complain about shit. True, true. But I think, you know, I think it's one of those things people should have aspirations beyond where they're at in life. If they mm-hmm. want them to, you know, mm-hmm. like. This like, is a part of the podcast where we are drunk. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> I'm drunk. So if you guys get offended by anything we say, I'm going to chop it up. I'm going to blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> I'm definitely going to blame it on the alcohol, but don't come at me. That's how I live my life. Saying, yeah, exactly. Most definitely. So uh, let me just, I want to I want to put this on pause because I do want to ask you a Go question. Ahead. So you, I hopefully, I think, not hopefully, let me. So you see the shit that I post on Facebook. And Twitter and like not not on Facebook on Twitter most definitely. Okay, so that stuff's like jokes and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. If how do you perceive me by the stuff that I post on Facebook? I don't perceive you by social media. That's the difference between me and so different other people because people perceive me in a way by based on my social media. Really? It's like like, go listen to the pod. Like the pod is me. Oh yeah, 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 but social media is different. Like social media is putting on a facade. It's crazy when you have something that you want to draw attention to, yeah, and you are um, politicking and playing multiple things on social media. A lot of social media content creators are jacks of all trades. They're like fucking chameleons. They can tell one person what they want to hear and to tell another person what they want to hear. So that's what I try. It's hard, bro. I can oh, yeah. pod my ass off, yeah. but I can't go on social media and fucking give you what you want. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but you see me. I, I pe- don't have a perception of you. I, I know you as a good guy, a communicator. I appreciate and, that. And Truly. someone that is willing to listen and be heard. So that's why the podcast space is great for somebody like you. And Absolutely. I knew that off rip, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like like before this, we never sat down in a sitting like this to be able to go back and forth for a long period of time. True. But 
you just know you just know you can see something in yourself in other people and you gravitate towards it right absolutely but that's a, I don't think we should judge each other off of our social medias. At I don't all. think so either. But I I I don't think we should judge each other off of our OnlyFans either. You know what I'm saying? If you have no. you know what I'm saying? If you're OnlyFans and you no. get into the bag and doing some salacious shit, that same person is not the same person when they're with their families. You right. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it goes both ways. I am all ways. about if you're on OnlyFans, get that bag, <laughs> get that bag, and flaunt the shit out of it, <laughs> right. bro. I'm telling you. So like. You know, my parents are retired right now. They're doing their thing, yada, yada. They live a conservative lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I know what kind of money they got, though. I'm like, listen, you guys, I, I don't spend within your means, but, like, let's be real. If you want to live in a gated community, get that shit. Yeah, like, I'm all about that. It doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but, like, I don't know. If you're if you're there, be there. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as social media goes, I think the problem is my problem i know i'm a little bit cunty on there mm -hmm. i know that i put my ideas out there in a way that push people away mm -hmm. but i'm open to listening and discussing and all this stuff and mm -hmm. i just think that you know people shouldn't be you know if they're put off by that that's fine but i'm not trying to uh, attack you personally right exactly yes like we've had natalie on the show natalie is somebody i respect her opinion and i love how she get down on social media but a lot of people would would be turned off by that you yeah. know what i'm saying a lot of with the social media shit they would avoid someone based on the stuff that they share right but, and that's all you know, someone like, like natalie she's like a that. trucker she's a sister of this community oh yeah and it's very rare to have that so like with her i'm like man i support whatever you got going <laughs> on you know what i'm saying it's fucking lit but she knows how to protect her voice like she filters out what she shares to who she shares okay. and a lot of people just you know it's my main personal page and fuck it this is what i do the older generation they be in the comments with it yeah you know oh. what i'm saying they be in it because oh, yeah. because it's it's like fucking that catnip in front of a kid or right. a, a cat you know what i'm saying it's like you have to say something about this it's like no you don't right just <laughs> turn it off scroll somewhere else you but know. people have said that to me about that initial post. They're like, you don't need it. You, why even really? say anything? Oh, yeah. Oh. What demographic? Older? Older. Yeah. Older. Older. Everybody. I mean, so I, I treat my Twitter like, you know, like my diary of getting my shit yeah. out there. I like to post my jokes and shit on there. I think I'm funny. Hell you know, yeah. following that stand-up thing. But That's what I like. There's a fearlessness to it. And, and see, I genuinely like i'm not bullshitting i appreciate that you see that oh, man. but people see that people see the stuff that i post and they think i'm attacking them like yeah. i said and i get it in the sense that i could probably do it in a nicer way mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i got a lot of shit to say yeah, like yeah, you're just yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah, like yeah. it you know it and, benefits and, me and it's not feel how you feel but let me be right yes exactly, and it's crazy because exactly. like i've been doing this i do this podcast and you know my people support me whether they are social about it or not you yeah. know nobody comes to me and be like yo are you talking about me on a podcast <laughs> bro that's never happened really that's never happened wow. and that's why i promote it so much i'm like bro 
you can really get your shit off on this shit. Y'all you yeah. can really get your shit off in a real way on this shit because majority of people not gonna listen to two hours, three hours of you, John. Yeah, John at the mouth. But um, I think that's where this internet shit, this metaverse shit, is going. You know what I'm saying? If you really give a fuck, if you really, if you care that much to try to censor me and censor what I share, I have to share it in other ways. You know, yeah. the people have their Finsta accounts and they have, you know, yeah. and it's like, bro, you didn't got to do all that. Just start your own podcast, bro. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's easy, dog. It's easy, bro. Like, come on, man. But it's not. I'm I joking. think I'd be a great guest on other people's podcasts. Yeah, but yeah but people say, yeah, you. people say that, you. but, but it, You'll get more out of this than any tweet. Yes. Than any Facebook status. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what I love. I love the people. I love when people come in and get the shit off. And I love how um, it seems to be not um, repercussions for it. Like when Joe Rogan, mm. you know, people brought up Joe Rogan's podcast and he said the N word and all this other oh, stuff. Yeah. And they're trying to cruise. Nothing happened to him. Nothing's going to happen to him. But and that, as oh. a perfect example, right? Yes, it's a perfect example because he, but he, but he's also too far up there. Uh-huh. Like people aren't going to come after me because I'm a nobody. People come, but CNN can't come and, after and, him because he's, yeah. he's he's he already has that everything. It's like the platforms that are targeting him will not target you as being a podcaster, right? You know what I'm saying? And then the stuff that they're bringing up or stuff from a decade ago that when it was the JRE, yeah, it's not the same JRE. And that's why I, you know, I agreed to come on the podcast. Cause I was like, we're at the height of cancel culture. People this will be scared, perfect for bro. me. People are scared. You have no idea how scared people are. It's like, what? nobody checking for you. Nobody checking for me. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this shit, dog. What are you talking about? But I see, that's the problem. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. But I know I could say a lot of shit. It's and all it's about gonna... you getting it off. It's not about people receiving it. It's not about people reacting to it. It's about you getting it off. And it, I, I think I hold back a little bit because of that. But I shouldn't. Because nothing nothing that I've said or thought is truly... As of right now, I'm the judge. So if you say some shit that is completely outlandish, <laughs> I'll take it out just based on me being your friend yes. and me being responsible with my platform. A lot of people are not capable of doing that. A lot of people want the fucking rah-rah bullshit yeah. so they can go viral. I don't have any intentions on going viral, bro. I do this for me and my people, and we all get something out of it. Right. But it's like I said before, you have that critical thinking skill to be able to discern between like just feeling attacked or this person just saying their shit like you definitely have that bro i came up bro i came up different my dad's a police officer Mm. and and i grew up in the city and i grew up in the suburbs so i was forced and conditioned to read people Uh. and to play the character that needed to be played at the time so this podcaster you see today is capable of anything (laughs) (laughs) bro i've said this i've never said this on the pod but i've said this in real life it's like bro if the aliens were like yo send 10 people up here to be an example of earth Mm -hmm. i want to see 
I want to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Hell I want to yeah. see because this country and my ancestors, my family have conditioned me to be this way. You know, right. I I I am not a threat to you, but I'm also a threat to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like and that that's some yes. of those things that that is the difference. Like white people think that they need to be white people and black people need that they they need to be black people. I'm like, "Bro, this is America, bro. Be you. Appreciate what you appreciate. Love what you love and don't give a fuck about what people think." Right. It, the, I think the problem is is that, like for instance, white people start appreciating shit, rap, hip hop, whatever. Mm -hmm. They get into it, they get into the culture, and then it all of a sudden they get attacked. You. It identifies you though. But they st but other people will start saying like, "Oh, you're appropriating black culture," blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But why is it not that they're just appreciating it? They're just immersing themselves in it. You know what I mean? Like it identify the content that we consume identifies us. 100% agreed. I agree. And, and that's when it goes, it goes, it trickles down on everything, bro. Like your kids, bro, pay attention to what your kids pay attention to. Stop right. fucking having dinner like if you don't have dinner with your children something is wrong in your household exactly and don't be fucking surprised when your kid grows up and you're not you don't appreciate them or you, you know you're you're embarrassed by your child right bro where were you when the kid was 13 and watching south park or you know your kid was 13 and on tiktok all day bro i grew up with the Chappelle show Yes. The Chappelle Show is a perfect example of one of the first platforms of content that broke the system, bro. It fucked the system up because white people loved it and black people loved it. You know why? Because they were talking and making skits and making fun of other cultures yeah. in a black way, in Dave Chappelle's way, in Neil Brennan's way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And And... If that's not an example for what's going on now, nothing is. Absolutely. And I it's it's the shame of even saying that you like it or or supporting it or whatever the case may be. Mm. You know, people now I, I can't remember the reason oh, it was the trans thing. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle's special where he's talking about the trans mm -hmm. lady. That's new. <laughs> that's new. what I'm saying. That's a new problem. That's, that's why a, it's a problem. But <laughs> And it's a new problem that they're they are trying to say that it started like with his show or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if you watched it, it's like, oh, well, you supported his misogyny and sexism from mm -hmm. the get go or whatever mm -hmm. it is. But like, I, I don't know. That was a different time. The two thousands was a different time. Different time. Better time. Better time. <laughs> Shit was awesome. I was a kid and I was very kid like. Yes. You know, the David Hatchet when I was a child is very different from now. I appreciate the now more than I appreciate anything. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. this so we both grew up with South Park. I think South Park, oh I mean, it was it was around when I was in elementary God, school. Bro. I had a friend who the, was allowed to watch it, and I was so jealous. Oh, so jealous. It's the greatest show. But do you, so did you, did you watch it, like, well, when you were younger? I was a Simpsons person, but yes, bro. Okay. My mom, like. I lived week on week off with my mom and my dad. Like mm. my mom's house, I had a TV in my room. Oh. In my dad's house, I didn't have a TV in my room. In my okay. dad's house, me and Tracy, my stepmother, we would watch Friends. 
You know what I'm saying? We would watch white culture stuff, quote unquote. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And at my mom's house, I would watch South Park. I would watch Dave Chappelle. And we watched all types of stuff in my dad's house as well. But but, um, I've never had the cultural barrier that most people do have. I've always had, I've always been able to dip and dive into different cultures at any time. And that's why people... um, fuck with me bro that's why people <laughs> fuck with me bro like when, like I told you about my Tennessee trip my Tennessee trip is in two weeks and yeah. I'm gonna be down there doing shit that I necessarily wouldn't be doing yeah if you know what I'm saying and I'm I'm willing and able for that but I still have my own say in the matter like I'm not you know we might go white water rafting <laughs> And that might be the one and only time I do that, or I might show up and be like, "Nah, I'm good, bro. Y'all do y'all thing, bro." I'd, I'd, be- ap- I'd appreciate it if you referred to it as people who don't use seasoning, water rafting. Um, just for the record, I don't, I don't neutral like, water rafting. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, that's something that the fellas want to do, and I'm like, yeah. for sure, man. But so, but this is so this is where I was going with that. So you were exposed to it. For some reason, back then, people thought if you, like, watched South Park, it would, like, ruin you. It would yeah. make you a terrible person, yeah. all this stuff. Did, did I don't it, think it'll ruin you. I think it'll do you think it influence you at all? You think Bro, so? I even love, back I then. Think, I think South Park even had their own um, responsible messaging. Absolutely. You watch oh, half, absolutely. You watch half of an episode of South Park, you won't feel the same way you will if you watch the rest rest of that episode of South Park. You know, yes. when Kyle comes on at the end of the episode, he's like, you know what I learned today? Yeah. <laughs> We're all the same. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you have to really know about that show. You can't have just a 10% vision on the show. And imagine if your parents or whomever kept you from watching that show they they would they would say oh "Oh, this is for the benefit of my child i don't want him exposed to this potty language and stuff but it shaped the way you are as a person the way i grew up was very i don't think i mean i think it was very unique um but i think that the bad had more to do with who i am than the good you think so really emotionally because I had like the last episode me and Ryan talked about it it's like I had such uh, I was willing to um, do things or say things and blame people that I necessarily loved and adored for the my feelings and a lot of people do with that and a lot of people will make somebody else the problem and it's not really the problem right oh, absolutely and and absolutely. I think that I think that back then I was exposed to a lot of stuff and um not terrible stuff like you watch a television show that's not bad if you have a family member that is abusive that's bad you know what i'm saying yes i didn't have a bad yeah i didn't have a family member that was abusive right you know what i'm saying so it's like there it's it's a there's a um oh man that's that's so funny that you bring that up because i never thought about that before it's like i grew up good but at the time i dealt with my own trauma and my own struggles everybody does that whether you grow up good or bad yeah look at mike tyson mike tyson's story look at the greats look at all the greats look at jay-z oh yeah they all dealt with what they had to deal with and what they and the difference is between them and the average joe is they got more out of the bad than they did the other stuff right but what i'm saying is like it didn't it didn't keep them bad you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like 
just, they were just exposed to it sooner. Like I, right, I've yes. said on this podcast, I'm like, I, I can't wait to have a child so I can leave them in the department <laughs> store on purpose just to see how they react. Bro, Danny, listen, bro. Bro, Danny, listen. Just to see how they react because that will determine... I will get it's a test run. It's like uh, yes. don't go to the stranger and leave with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's like okay, Defcon 5. How do you react? But so, and this is what I'll say though. But I that's get what you. I learned. I get you. That's I what I learned you. from my parents. It's like I didn't have my dad when I didn't have him. I didn't have my mom when I didn't have her. And it's like I had to fill that void with something. And then when I have my children, I have to instill the same things I learned from my childhood to them. I can't yeah. raise them better than me. I can't. I mean, I could in a sense, but I want to instill the same lessons that I learned from my people. Right. And I think what it'll be is that, you know, like you said, I, if you you have to set them up to succeed in that scenario and then just dump them off on the beaches of Normandy, just just throw them out there and be like, here's your gun, here's your helmet, deal with it, bitch. Like, you have to let them go. But, but where the success comes in is being able to say, I gave them the building mm-hmm. blocks to know what to do mm-hmm. in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just if you just throw a person in it without right. giving them anything, yeah, they're going to fail, and that doesn't reflect on them. Mm-hmm. But... You it's, gotta be put through the shit. You have to be challenged. You, you gotta know? go through that gulang, bro. You yeah. gotta go through that gulag, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I call it gulang, but it's the gulag, bro. It's like one v one, bro. Yeah. You gotta play football. You gotta play basketball. A- you absolutely. Gotta see, you gotta see where you fit in the pecking order. You know what I'm saying? And in, I don't know. I think me and my boys. Me and my listen, bro. Me and my boy. When we were in high school, we were fucking superstars, bro. Me and my boys, like the fellas that you hear on this podcast, bro, yeah. we were fucking lit in, in in school. And then when school's over, it's like, okay, we're not in this structure of being the athletes and being the pretty boys and being yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? And being yeah. those guys. And you get the same stories in the 80s and the 90s where it's like, you know, our parents were those guys, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like in the schools and stuff like that. But that doesn't do anything to your mental or your ego when you get older. You got to always challenge yourself. You always got to. It's not about what other people think about you. It's about what you think of yourself and what you think you're capable of. Right. Every time, bro, years and years go by, I get comfortable. And then I got to switch shit up. I got to fuck shit up for myself. (laughs) You know, I got to go into debt to get out of debt. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want to fucking... Ah oh, man, bro, that's such a thing, bro. It's like a flaw. It's like you're running away from who you could be because you um, want to fight for it still. You want to fight still. And then yeah. the successful people that don't have a problem with that have no problem. They don't see success. Like, they don't see the finish line. It's always a marathon. They're always running. They're always changing things. And I think that we need to develop that shit together. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's great. But, you know, next week you do better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, last right, right, part, right. And that's what's so dope about the podcast space. It's like, bro, as much as I feel that me and Ryan knocked it out the park last week. Yeah. <laughs> wait until me and Danny put the shit, lay the shit down, right? I hope this Shout is the most Ryan listened to episode ever. It won't ever be. Okay. Well, because I'm, a year ago. Damn, because man. Like, some people had. I'm sorry, bro. But <laughs> listen, bro. But I'm sorry, though. But that is the process. Like yeah. the first four or five, six episodes have the most downloads because they were at the longest time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the, the subscription basis doesn't come overnight. It comes 
over years and years and years by the time we get to hundreds and 200 and 300 downloads they're not gonna go back like when i listen bro when i first started listening to podcasts i'm like yo i was on the road i was trucking i was by myself i wasn't as active on the phone as i was today Mm. i was a 22 year old working and sleeping out of a tractor trailer bro damn so I listened to Charlamagne of God. I listened to Tax Stone. I listened to Andrew Schultz. And then once I got it, I would listen to the episodes prior. I would listen to the episodes from when they had first started. So that is a possible thing with this show as well. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? In terms of guests, though, I think like you're talking about guys who are established, established, successful. Mm-hmm. They're killing it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The guest is where. That's what I'm trying to be. You trying to be what? Like the guests? Like, uh, like you want people hitting my DMs? Like, yo, when Danny getting back on the pod? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's get that dude back on that's there. Probably, that's, that, that's not bad. But you I know, just, I want to be able to bring. I want to be able to bring something to you. I want to offer you something. You have this platform. You have a thing going yeah. on. Let me offer something to you. You know what that leads to, though. Also, it's like other ambitions in. You starting your own shit. You getting active on social media. You you putting your voice out. That is true. Ah, uh, but man. people fall under that. They go like they go hatchet. Yo, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. And it's like, yeah, it's like now you have to raise the bar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And oh, that absolutely. Is, that's what comes with in, in inspiration. It's like, no, you don't have to be a podcaster or whatever. Maybe you write a book. Maybe you, you know what I'm saying? And then under the DBP umbrella, we promote it out of love. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and and, and that is the whole purpose. I did this. I'll be here to support you as a listener. Like, if you start a Patreon and there's a subscription, (laughs) I'm subscribing to that shit. If you got merch, I'm buying that shit. Everything. Like, I got you. That's what I, I like. I got you. I love that, bro. But also, on my end of the deal, it's like, um, I love people being invested. I love people being involved. But I also want people to get their shit off. Yeah. And do their things. Like me, I, I'm so blessed to be around other creators that do other creative shit. And that's why this sounds the way it does. Because I've been spectating them. I've been fans of them. I've been supporting them for years. So um, I caught the COVID-19 of content. That's a bar. That's a that's, that's a bar. So it's like it's like bro, right now, like my like, brother, my brother, like, bro, my brother, he's a content guy. D Boyd, my guy, is a content guy. My my photographers, the rappers, the musicians, those guys make content. Yeah. So when I was thinking of making content, when I was depressed and I was the lowest I had been in a really long time, I was like, where does the David Hatchet? Uh, content look like yeah. This Where does is, it fit to the is, ecosystem? This of... is what it is, and then all those guys come in. All those guys come in, get their shit off, and it's perfect. It's At- perfect. It's like Destiny. You want to talk about Destiny? That's what it is. And I don't give a fuck about the streams. I don't give a fuck about the money. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. This fucking MacBook Pro that I'm looking at right now <laughs> means everything to me. And I listen. And again. I get that, mm. but you should still be getting something as the person <laughs> who's putting this gold out. Bro, like listen, you know, I'm just saying. I can like, fit for myself, dog. I can fit for myself, bro. Absolutely, I'm a jack absolutely, of all absolutely. trades. I don't need nothing from y'all. 
<laughs> but you should get something. You should get some shit. I'm just saying. I like. I don't know. Bro, I'm drunk, bro. What are we playing, bro? Give me another artist other than Kanye. Oh, I want to hear something right now. I'm feeling good. Um, Lil Nas X. Oh, <laughs> that's my guy. You know that's my guy, right? You that's, your guy? that's my no. guy, bro. Oh man, Lil Nas, I was. I listened to him. His latest album, I was very impressed by. And so, um, okay, let me just. I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, what was what's the thing? Uh, he put his LP out with like Old Town Road, mm-hmm. like that thing. I listened to it. From start to finish, mm-hmm. multiple times, I was like, he ain't got it. I was like, this you is don't just... Like it? No, 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 no. I, I was like, he's a he's a one-hit wonder. I was like, he had one good song, Billy Ray Cyrus, he blah, blah, blah. like, literally the biggest single of, like, all time. Now, I, I got it. Now, is like, now, though, yes, he's got it. He's got it. But what I'm saying is I did... I gave him a chance. I was like, let's see what this dude's got. I'm open to it. I'm going to hear it. Let's go. I gotta see. Let me see. Cause I got. You ever heard this shit right here? This definitely is like my life. <laughs> For real. Shout out to Lil Woke up on the floor. Oh, this plastic bed don't blow up no more. In this broken home, everyone becomes predictable. driving out to Jersey. This is right before my grandfather passed away last year. Rest in peace of Big Dave. And 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 like I was at the time I didn't want to go. I didn't want to I did not want to because I'm such in this phase where I can't I don't want to I don't know if it's all about money, but it's like I just want my independence. I want to be alone and you know what happens happens, but yeah. and Big Dave was such a big influence on my life. So we went 
you know, we went. This is right before, bro, this is weeks, weeks before he passed away. And I'm so happy that I went. And my brother's sitting in the plane right in front of me, and, you know, the chair right in front of me on the Delta flight. It's like an hour away to New York, you know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to this album I downloaded. I'm like, I got to listen to this. I got to listen to a Billie Eilish album. Mm. I tap my brother, and I'm like, bro. Have you heard this fucking Little Next <laughs> album, bro? Little Nas X, bro. Not all. It's not beginning to end worthy, but I'm listening to it the beginning to end. I'm like, bro, four or five tracks on this bitch yeah. is gonna be played on the pod, bro. And then when me and Rel and Wagner did the, the you know, the DBP anniversary episode, yeah. I played the other one. It's like. It's like fucking tell the Reaper he don't want it, he don't want it. Lord, I know everything's gonna be all right. And I'm like, damn, bro, this kid is a fucking pop star. He's amazing. He's fucking got no. He for real. He he's got it. Whatever, like that it factor. He's got it for sure. You know what I heard? I heard that um, he can sell records, but he can't fill out a stadium. Ooh, interesting. You've really? never seen Lil Nas X on a stage. Think about it. On social media, you've never seen Lil Nas X on a stage. Yeah. He can't fucking sell out arenas. Or you would think something like that. You would think this kid is selling out fucking arenas all yeah. over the world. And and that and that is one of those things where now it's like you can make the art. Same with the pod. Like, you love the pod. You know, yeah. I love the pod. We think that this is the littest pod. Absolutely. But you have to do so many other shit in the background <laughs> to get people, to, the masses, to listen to it. And that's something that someone like Kanye West don't got to worry about. You know <laughs> oh. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's something that some people play that mysterious. Some artists and celebrities play the mysterious guy. You know, the Kendricks, mm. the Coles. I'll pop out and give you the music when I want to. And then we'll all gravitate towards it. But some people have to put on a show. Some people have to be on the stage all the time. But I think I, I would think I would have thought Little Nas X is a performer. I, I would have thought he puts on a show. I'm wondering because he kind of he popped off before covid like 2019 yeah, yeah. i remember uh uh old town road was Probably shit fire and they did the remix the remix is fire fire young thug <laughs> fucking the remix is insane and they got the the yodel kid remember the yodel like yeah you, she do you bro they <laughs> yeah. did the remix and i'm like yo the remix is fucking fire but i don't know why but the kid can't fill out a stadium based on what do you think like this his sexual preference bro is it because he's gay you know i that's I would hope not. Up, that should have that shouldn't but have shit to do man, with but, shit. But he's a black man in America, so it's like the if you're not getting the black people to come out, if you're not getting the the LGBTQ community to come out. But I got to imagine he is though. Like he was he was the dude. Like his sound on TikTok was the shit, and everybody got into him. Like I can't imagine he alienated you know anybody you want to talk about like sacrifices like tyler the creator is my guy vince staples is my guy they just had a concert at lca that i didn't go to and that's something that you know every time vince staples comes to town i go see him i seen tyler the creator on his igor tour with Jaden. me and my girlfriend at the time went to that show so that was like a sacrifice yeah bro I, i i go to shows that's my thing yeah but 
at one point you have to like you know sacrifice shit but i feel bad for Lil Nas X sometimes i think he gets a bad rap i think he made great music i think he makes he has a great album i i don't think you know i've never heard anything anyone say anything bad about him mm-hmm. i can see why he doesn't appeal to most people right. but He's such an oddball. Yeah, yeah, it's surprising that he wouldn't be filling out arenas because we have if, other if people Tyler that the do. the creator is doing tours like that, Nas X should be also. But I, you have to keep keep up the pace. When you have a smash hit like Old Town Road, yeah. it's hard to keep up with that shit. I, let me, I got to say, though, to me in my brain, Tyler, the creator, and Lil Nas X are in completely different categories. You think so? How? I, Tyler, the creator, like... He's a wild and goofy dude, mm. but he's he's got to be intelligent. He's a nerd, bro. Yonkers, he's really smart. Oh my god, unfucking believable. He's really smart. Going between bro. two different uh, uh, personalities or the ego and all that, like bro. that shit was insane. And you also got to understand that these artists are all children of Kanye, bro. Dude, they're all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're all you ever seen that meme of Tyler the Creator watching Kanye do Runaway at some festival or something like crying bro? yeah like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> bro, that is classic. classic but the content yeah. is king bro like content is king bro it's like Oh, man, you got to pay attention to it. You have to. And I've been lucky enough to be born in 93 and be conscious in the 2000s and be on all these different waves, bro. Yeah. I was a Halo kid, bro. I was a guitar <laughs> yeah. I was a guitar hero kid. I'm a Call of Duty kid, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like ah, bro, uh, we need I think we're running out of the new stuff. Like, you know, you think about the sequels and all the new they're trying to redo stuff that happened in the 2000s. So you yeah. can't do that. You got to get these kids new stories, bro. I think so. I think so. Do you mean like you don't see a lot of original content being exactly. created, a lot of stuff being recycled? Exactly. Yeah. I see that a lot. I think the problem, though, these guys are artists, they're mm. musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, the content is uh, stuff that's going to fill up the space as far as Facebook and Twitter and all that shit, right. TikTok now. Right. They still have to. You still, if you're an artist, you have to put out good albums. You have to be a good lyricist. You have no, to. No, not stuff. no more. Not no more. You just got to get on a playlist. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. you have to get a deal with Spotify, and you have to be on that playlist for the weekly whatever, the weekly drops. Yeah. And that one song can carry you. That one song, five seconds of that song can be on TikTok, and motherfuckers be shaking their ass to that yeah. shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what's right. killing. Like. But I think I think that plays to your point. Is they that's chop it up why... to ADD. They say attention yes. deficit, and it's like, bro, I make long content for long content consumers. Yeah, I'm not gonna make a podcast that's four minutes long. And that's how I've heard people make this point. I'm sure you have too. That's why on Joe Rogan, like he gets the point across. Mm-hmm. They have stuff to discuss. Right. And it's because you know when you see. Uh, CNN or Fox or whatever, they got 20 seconds, yeah. 45 seconds. Yeah. We got hours, bro. Right, we right, can right. we can go back and right, forth. We right. can discuss. Right. Like, and that's what makes the difference. But What pulls you in, though, more the guest uh, on Joe Rogan specifically? Does Joe Rogan pull you in or the guest that he's sitting with pull you in? That Ooh. is related Ooh. to this show especially as well. Man, 
I hope I give a good answer to this. To me, it's the guest, honestly. So, I think it's the guest. Yeah. But I so the way I I see Joe Rogan as the host, uh-huh. um, meaning he le- he leads the conversation. He doesn't have to he has dominate it. Yeah, he, yeah, has, he has a platform. platform. Right. But I've listened to guests on his show that I would have never thought to listen to. Exactly. Um, I'm trying not to sound like a douche right now, but like I get what so, you're saying. I feel the same fucking way. Like you know, he had uh, Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, all these mm-hmm. people left leaning right, mm-hmm. and now with like COVID, he's had all these like epidemiologists and mm-hmm. shit like that. So I don't know exactly what it is that gets me to initially listen, but something does like. Um, do you know Andrew Huberman? Have you seen mm-hmm. him or his podcast? Mm-mm. He's a, a neurologist. He's a brilliant guy. He talks about a lot of stuff. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was on, uh, I don't know if you know, Whitney Cummings. Yeah, oh, on, yeah, I love yes. Whitney Cummings. Her podcast is great. Yeah. But I listened to it because it was them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, let's just see if this guest is entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then they were. Mm-hmm. But it's because... You know, Joe or Whitney led the conversation in an interesting way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they got my attention, and now I'm learning. I'm all this shit, and so like Andrew Huberman now has his own podcast, and so I listen to it now, right? Because he was a guest, right? So I don't know what it is, you know, as far as either am I listening to it because it's Joe Rogan or Whitney Cummings or whomever, or because it's their guest, but like uh, Whitney Cummings had. Hillary Duff on mm. her podcast, bro. I've I never been a Hillary yeah, Duff fan before. Bro, I, I did not that. know that. Yeah, yeah. it was phenomenal. She was entertaining yeah. as hell, right? And it was like, okay, like this is good. This is good stuff. It's getting so, to the point now where you got to find it. Yes, like, there's so much shit going on that you got to go find it. Too much, too <laughs> much. But and that's why you know, like, I would be apprehensive to jump into the podcast space mm. as much as I want to do it because mm. it's like. Is this oversaturated? Are people going to find me? Or can I just offer good quality content to someone else who you gotta has it? You got to do it for the right reasons. You got to do it for the right reasons. If it benefits you, this benefits me. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, is it is it so? Is it bad that I wanted to? That's what I'm saying. Is it I bad want, that you want to be a guest? And not a full pocket. It's yes. funny that you. Bring I want that it up. to benefit you. I want it's, this to be entertaining. I want people to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy it's it. It's funny that you said that, bro. Because I had a friend. You know, my friend. Um, at the beginning of this year, I wanted him to be. You know, come on more frequently and be a co-host. And he cool. said yes, and he said no after the fact, and yeah. I was upset about it. Okay, and um. He thought that it would. Uh, he didn't want to be affiliated. He he thought that it would um, be. It would be. It would mess up his image in some type of way. Whatever image he thought he had, right? So, so it, 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 that's funny. It reminds me of that because it's like, bro, you in your awareness in in whatever. It's like you don't have what this is this is a platform you don't have this i'm willing to right. give this to you yes if you don't want it that's cool but but there's ways to go about it like there's ways to respectfully decline it you know what i'm saying i felt like it was disrespectful how he declined it and uh, this is my friend and i don't 
necessarily talk to him like I had used to. You know uh, what I'm saying? Because this yeah. is what we would talk about. Yeah. So it's like it's a weird line where I put my heart and soul in this. Yep. And like I said earlier, it's like some people don't see it the way I do it. I don't I'm see it the way I see it, but I don't expect people to see it the way I see it. But I think that some people that are active uh, on platforms and other stuff like that in the metaverse, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if the, in, 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 I would think that I don't expect people to want to come do this with me all the time. I don't expect people to come be the co-host. That's something that I have to determine because it's mine. Right. right. But you don't have to. A lot of people just want to be guests. But I'm going to always, <laughs> I'm going to always encourage you to get a piece of the pie. You know, you, Danny, sitting in front of me right now, I'm going to always encourage you to do what I do because I get everything out of it. It, right. it, it means the world to me. But it's cool if you just want to be a guest. I don't know about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, bro, I was mad. And over time, I might feel differently. But, I was upset about it and it was something that, that it was something that I didn't just give you that invitation. I didn't just lend my hand for no reason. Like if, if he would have been a hundred percent all in it, he'd be right here with us. Could you imagine? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> right. 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 The more the merrier, but me, yeah. I take on all the burden myself. I don't take, I don't expect anybody to come in and do it do it with me but that's the thing about podcasts and about um other forms of content it's like you don't you don't have to care about it as much as i do but right but every it, now but, and then the, the the it gets twisted bro it gets twisted and i and what's interesting though is that you you made me care about it like really i know i had to let's just be real i know i had to ask to be on this and i was like very i I was honored anybody no anybody that's active in with the podcast not just me but it with the podcast i will always reach my hand and and you're doing your thing i see it i'm putting that shit out there let me share this um but i may have lost my point uh I see that you take it seriously. So you, in a sense, inspire me just as the guest. Like, let me just be this person that's here for you. And so it's like, you know, I I don't want to, maybe I don't create anything, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm a part of your world. Right. Right. Like that. Most definitely. Like that. And it's because you take it seriously. Most definitely. You're killing it. You're putting out quality. You know, it's regular all of that shit. Well, the first it. year of doing this, you know, I've had my ups and downs. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it, I, maybe me subconsciously, I'm like, man, I wish I had somebody else to kind of not carry the burden, but make it a little bit easier for yeah. the kid. You know, a little bit easier <laughs> on a kid. Like, it seems effortless. But, it does. It, I'm not going to lie. But you have to take a piece of your soul. You have to take a piece of your heart. You have to put a piece of your mind into it to make it flow. And that's something right. the first year that we had me, <laughs> I had to understand. I right. don't come into recording and and have a script like i said earlier it's just about where i am at the time right and um but it's still a gift that i think you can't learn or develop like it's one of those things like you i hate to say you're either born with or you're not Mm. but you're either born with it or you're not Mm. and 
you have that thanks for, bro. for sure like the gift of the gab the work ethic all of it like I you got it, it and so like i see it and i'm like i want to be a part of this. yeah i want to be a part of that <laughs> like let's, let's be real you know what i mean and so like i got the shit that i want to do but yeah. like i want to be a part of your world mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so like in a sense it's like Oh, I'm just leeching off Hatch or whatever, yeah, right. blah blah blah. But I'm here for you. <laughs> like, this up, bro. Is, I appreciate I'm, that, bro. Full love, dearly beloved, bro. You are implemented in this community, yeah. bro. No matter what, till death do us part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, 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 are there any aspirations that you have? Any goals? Anything that you want to? That that way, in the show, we can hold you up to your standard and not bash you or disrespect you. But this is where you at at the time, and this is what you want to work for and strive for and um next time we get you on the show we'll see how it's going yeah you know what i'm saying so all right this is gonna be this is gonna be a a real open up uh vulnerability type shit so i've been into comedy for as long as i can remember Mm. my goal or aspiration or whatever is to be a stand-up comedian. I would love that. I I respect the art. You know that's so much. a dream for a podcaster like me, right? I, absolutely. That's you why know that's a dream. I'm you hopefully know, fostering that. Shout out to brilliant, brilliant idiots because yeah. like Charlamagne <laughs> the God and Andrew Andrew Schultz was a young pup. He's a comedian now. Like we talked oh, about yeah. it. I went to go see him live yeah. based on their podcast because and how was that? By the in way. fucking incredible, <laughs> bro. Those guys are so under the surface. He got his Netflix special during COVID because, you know, a guy like that that works on the internet that does that, it's like, bro. Yeah. It's insane. And I've heard him, the, the way that people he is taking under his wing talk about him, bro. They're like, uh, who's his boy on um, Akash Singh? Yes. And uh, Mark Gagnon and Alex Media. I those are family. They don't know me, but I know them. Yeah. I listen to them when they are the soundtrack to my life. And that's what I try to recuperate with my show. And and a day will come. A day will come. I'll be like, bro, y'all are those guys. <laughs> you guys are those guys. And then it's the Charlemagne umbrella as well. Charlemagne oh, didn't yeah. have to stretch his hands out and start this podcast with him eight, nine, ten years ago, whenever it was. Right. But me just being the kid that was into trucking, that was into podcasting, and, you know, my dad listened to sports radio, so I think that had something to do with me in this. Yeah. But, bro, do it. Please do it. I'll be there for you. Whether it's good or bad, bro, <laughs> let me know. Like, yo, I'm doing a con- comedy. I'm doing 15 minutes. So, when I was... <sighs> I might have been younger than 16, maybe right around there. I wrote, or I had five minutes. Really? Oh, yeah. I had a routine. It was five minutes. I wrote it, rehearsed it. I could have done it. I could have walked into an open mic and had done these jokes. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw my parents recently, and my mom was like, I remember you watching, like, Comedy Central's, like, 100 Countdown Comedians. (laughs) Like, this has been a part of my life. The content. That's what I'm saying. The content. It's all about the content. But my fear is that, not fear, but fear, you know... I think I'm the funniest person in my friend group. I'm right. I'm fucking like I've that like I've guy, written yeah, jokes right. I and I you. love to like I love to make people laugh. Um 
but I wonder if it's something I could actually do. And mm-hmm. so what I've been talking about recently is just opening up a comedy club. Like wow. maybe I run it. Yeah, maybe I maybe I help foster the people who want to get in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would love to be on stage in the mic. Like I, I got I just, about three or four it. people for you right now. Yeah, yeah, in my head right now. Dang. Three, four people that um, would love to get on stage and uh, test test their abilities in that. No shit. But bro, don't keep fighting, bro. Keep 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 working towards it, bro. Your dreams. Dreams just a dream. Got to get your mom made, bro. Like that's that that's that rhyme and shit, bro. That's that, bro. Listen, bro. I mean, but 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 listen, bro. You can do it, bro. Don't ever doubt it. You can do it. That's what's up. I it it means a lot. Like yeah. truly, honestly, and and it's one of those things just to get over the fear of doing it. You know, but everybody's got to work out. Yeah, you know, you got to sure. work through your shit and all that. But that's I think that's the number one thing that if if I had to say that this is the thing I want to do outside of my nine to five or mm-hmm. whatever. That's what I want to do. That's what's up, bro. And I want to be that person that, like I said, offers value to the other content creators by being Mm -hmm. a funny person. Who, uh, who, which comedians have given you that inspiration specifically? I got to know, bro. I got to. I got a lot. Um, Okay. This is going to be long. Okay. Let's do it. Louis C.K. Great. Mark Norman. Uh, Sam Morell, mm-hmm. Whitney Cummings, yeah. Nikki Glazer, yeah. Andrew Schultz. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, shout out to Andrew, boy. Shout out. Boy, that's my fucking guy. That dude, he, like. Incredible. His, his, his mind, the I'm way so it happy works. for him. He got married and shit like yeah. that. I'm so fucking happy for him. Watching his mind work when he does stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That, that guy's insane. He's a fucking hard worker. <laughs> yeah, for real. But, uh, Shit. Jim Norton, love that guy. Mm-hmm. Shane Gillis, mm-hmm. my canceled bro, love that guy. <laughs> I just ah, oh, there's so many. Um, I'm gonna let me name some women so I don't get me too. Uh, <laughs> Best Stelling, uh, Ali Wong, mm-hmm. um, um, you know Michelle Wolf. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, hell yeah. I watched her special at work recently. Uh-huh. I was stomach laughing. Oh, no way. Like, so hard. Yeah. She is a funny, funny lady. Yeah. I love it. There's a real art to that, bro. But as long as you, like, th- the more hours you put in, like me saying, talking about the podcast, like, I listen to podcasts, so I know how to podcast because I listen to podcasts. Yeah. But if you watch stand-up comedy... You'll know how to do stand up comedy if you study the greats. Yeah, and that's, study the greats. And it's it was one of those things where I it happened subconsciously. Like mm-hmm. I was studying them, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was exactly. watching or anything. But what I will say is I think as far as humor goes, I think it's it is one of those things either you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Like almost anyone can make me laugh, but there are some people who are just they're not they're not funny. You ever heard of Patrice O'Neill? Fucking love Patrice O'Neill. Rest in love. peace, Patrice O'Neill. Rest in peace. That's Andrew Schultz guy. Is it? He's his muse. He's Shh. his inspiration. He's his favorite. He he speaks truth. Like it's so no crazy because when other. I watched, that, I, it's crazy because I watched. I seen him on The Office before I even knew who he was. No and shit. And he was in The Office. You know what I'm saying yeah, with yeah. Craig Robinson and all those guys. And if you go to YouTube and watch like a uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill stand up, <sighs> bro, he was the greatest, bro. He really was the greatest, bro. 
what what was his what was his show? Um, he did um, the Black Phillip show. I don't know, bro. I, he he did. You know how some comedians will have like that stand up show with like three other comedians. Like he's done shows with like Kevin Hart and stuff like that. Like back okay, in yeah. the early two thousands and stuff, bro. The funny he stole the show. Like oh, if you god. go on a stage with like five other comedians, four other comedians, and you steal the show, oh my god, you have a gift. But I'm telling you. He like I watched his specials and I'm learning life lessons. Yeah. Like I like say what you will about the dude, but with the way that he talks about men and women, that shit was unapologetic unapologetic unapologetically what is it? <laughs> unapologetically himself, you know what I'm saying? But like in Charlemagne, just the wisdom of grabbing an Andrew Schultz at a young yeah. age to come do his show and you know, they're busy, you know, Andrew Schultz is, has grown on exponentially compared to years ago and he misses pods every now and then he'll miss episodes but yeah. it's like man Charlemagne has really given a lot of people a lot of great looks I DM him every now and yeah. then I send him the pod every you ever now get a response then. no not yet oh, I would have started off the episode with that shit <laughs> bro I would have started off the episode with that shit bro those are my guys bro I listen to them they're a, part, they're a soundtrack to my life bro yeah. when I work and I get those two hours an hour and a half of the pod a week I'm on it is that so? He has he has his pod, Charlemagne. Yeah, it's brilliant idiots. Him and Andrew Schultz. Okay, and tax like wax, not tax wax. But like it's funny because I talked on the fourth episode with me and my boy Justin. It's like Tax Stone was a Twitter uh, presence that Charlemagne lifted up from out of Twitter and started his own podcast, and then he went uh, to jail and shit. No shit. So like when I was that kid. Driving across country in a flatbed for Western Express, I would listen to Tax Stone. I'm like, bro, wow. this guy's the shit. And then years and years and years and years went by, and I'm like, I gotta do this. I have to. I yeah. have to do this. But he has. He's on. It's the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Like that's the mm -hmm. serious thing, right? It's um. They're nationally syndicated. They're all over. Okay. They're the biggest radio show in the country, I think. But now, so his because I. Has anybody come after him? I know he's had oh, yeah, he had all the time. A little bit of controversy yeah, lately, right? Like recently. YouTube, yeah, yeah. All the time. All the time. Man. He's wow. in a different space in his life now. Like he's really um productive, but back when he on the come up, he was counterproductive. On the come up, he was <laughs> he was foul as hell. And yeah. that kind of drew me in as a kid. And then I Bro, it's funny with this shit, this podcast shit. You see people's growth. Like in the podcast space, you'll see someone's growth, and and I firmly believe in that, and I'm, I'm participating in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I want people to see my growth. Like the way I talk now won't be the way I talk in five years. You know, it won't be the way I talk in ten years. But it, hopefully, it's not in the way that it's still you, though. I I hate to see people who are influenced to go against what they had originally stood for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Too many variables, dog. Too many. Too many. It's a lot of variables, bro. Somebody comes in and, you know, but the only way you can uh, infiltrate and change things is with money. And when you're dealing with yeah. somebody that doesn't yeah. really hold money to a high, you know, it's, it's it, it gets different. It does. It's one of those, what do they say? People, Money changes people, all that bullshit. Well, definitely. I get it. 
but I hate to see people influenced by it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because like sure. I said, people should it's always. It's disingenuous. It looks. It's, it's it looks, disingenuous. You can see it. Like you can see it. It's like, bro, you look crazy right now. And you can tell where the influence is coming from. But like I said, people should always get, um, what the hell is it called? Like, if you're if you're putting shit out there, you should get money for it or something. You should get something for it. But when it's you're coming, just from, an American dog. That's yeah. some American shit. Absolutely, but it's it's that you shouldn't be influenced by the people who are giving it to you and mm. saying, like, falling to their beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 that's why it's, I want people around me to check me, yo. Call me up and be like, yo, Hatchet, you tripping, bro. <laughs> uh, and, and that doesn't happen often. Think about how many times you, your family, your friends have called you and be like, yo, you tripping. That doesn't happen often. Bro, it happens. <laughs> Too often. Let me. This is. This could be the thing. This is about to be the thing I go off on. I, I'm not joking, but you know, like I. Is it dead me, ass? Let me try Yo, they dead try to check ass, my ass. No cap. You know, like this is gonna be it. But I, let me think about that for a minute. I love that area. This is some good golf, golf courses over there. Bro. Is there? Farm hell, fucking yeah. Nah, I don't. You I'm don't too, golf, bro. Oh, man, golf is. I shit. don't golf well. <laughs> I know me neither, but I was actually my parents had the foresight to give me golf lessons when I was oh, young. Really? And I could have been like I was happy Gilmore in that shit. Like I was good <laughs> and I'd never Clemens. fostered it at all. It was terrible. <laughs> he said I was happy Gilmore in that shit. <laughs> like I could have been great. Mm. Tiger Woods taught me how to drive, so <laughs> real talk, bro. I um it's so funny, like uh, this week I went. I ran to Chicago and back. Ran to Cleveland, and um, it's so funny. Like when I get to these hotels, sometimes I get to these bars and stuff, and I network with other drivers and like owner operators and stuff like that, bro. It's the illest shit, bro. Yeah. They be like, I'll be sitting there on the phone with a friend talking my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like talking <laughs> to my little cousin and shit, shout out Dre. But They'll be like, yo, what you know, what do you do? What do you haul? Blah blah blah. I tell them and I'll be like, Yeah, I'm trying to do this, I'm blah blah blah. But the trucking community, like out on the road, bro, it's <laughs> fucking different, bro. I'll run the people like, yeah, bro, I host a podcast. Fucking um, let me get your Facebook, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I feel like that's not like I mean, sure there's networking in like under industries and stuff like that, yeah. but I feel like it's such like a ground level of like getting money, bro. Like it's fucking crazy as fuck. And I don't think a lot of people um of my gener our generation or younger, it's like they don't they don't even fucking have they have no idea, bro. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to encourage these people to come. It's like, bro, it'd be so much easier for you than it was for me, bro. I had no go to's, bro. It's like you yeah. got me, dog. You got me, bro. I'll take care of you, bro. For real. And that's part of the thing. Like I said, you know, that that older generation, they they want to impart their wisdom on you, but for some reason, it's outdated. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? It's like, I get what you're trying to do. I appreciate you looking after me and all that stuff. You got to yeah. hear from people in the now. Yes. Yeah. And keeping up with what's changing and going on is, is tough. You yeah. know, I'll give them that, but... Some of these people gotta get it fucking together, man. We gotta, like I, I, I'm sick of dealing with people who don't know technology and all that shit. I've had enough of it. Like but it's y'all sad, get your though, shit bro. together. You say that now, but it's sad because like That's years and years and years soon. go by. No, yeah, for sure. But those people are gonna be gone, and it's just gonna be us. Well, and listen, you know what? Fuck them. I hope yeah, they're they're <laughs> siphoning off my resources. I've had enough of it. 
So I I, I, I went to Meyer earlier and I was getting checked out by the oldest person alive. And I was worried I was going to be late to the podcast. I was like, no, this lady was checking me out. And it was like, it was a whole thing. Like trying to get to the DBP. I I would have been ashamed if I was late. I was so concerned about being on time. Bro, I appreciate that, bro. Like my parents, um, they don't like me using oh like okay boomer mm. and i'm like that's too bad yeah uh, yeah, too yeah. Bad. but it is bro you got to recognize yourself bro and it, it, it's like it's like oh awareness like i said it's like awareness aware be aware of the time that you were raised and how things shit went back then and you have to tap in that's the thing that they don't want to do they want to you got to tap into the kids now yeah because the kids now really know the waves bro they really know what what the fuck's happening what's about to happen and also just don't you know, immediately shun the the the, the new stuff that's coming. I, you hit him with the OK Boomer for real, bro. That's fucked up. That's my favorite favorite phrase, that's and I love up, it bro. so much. I see to people who aren't boomers, that's bro. That's my up. favorite stuff. Like because it's that it's a cultural thing or a generational thing. Yeah. Like it's different. Like I don't know. I that's I, fucked up, bro. I, it's fucked up. I, I know. That's why I said like I get like. I don't know. I'm a little heavy-handed. I get why people don't like my shit. Right. But, all right, Boomer. I force people to fuck with me. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I force people. I'm like, bro, I'm unapologetically myself. I couldn't say it earlier, but for somehow I can say it now. Well, I mean, there's a few reasons right in front <laughs> yeah, right, of us. I get right, you. Right. But I'm unapologetically myself all the time. Just said it again. So you've, but, never, you've, never, you've never felt like you've had to censor yourself. Uh-uh. No, no. I, if I have to censor myself, I'm just quiet. I just a spectate. Sometimes I'm a spectator, and sometimes I'm the life of the party. But it depends on comfortability. I've always been uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable since I was a child. Yeah. So, me being an adult, I appreciate the uncomfortable. I'm willing to take that extra, um, extra stride bro and a lot of people just are too comfortable bro and i i see it i see it every day and i don't want to be hoard i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy to tell you to change up i don't but i have to i can't not say it you know i think i but from from what i can tell you're doing it of a uh, from a place of love you know like keep up with what's going on you know you don't yeah, have to change what you're doing the but like, love his podcast yeah like <laughs> like, <laughs> like my parents bro and my grandparents i can't get them to do anything but i can explain to them how it is for us right now yeah you know what i'm saying and they appreciate that they understand that and i'm not as vocal as i um should be honestly i don't <laughs> I, you know i don't reach out just based on my childhood i don't reach out because people reach out to me like people give me the love or whatever but um i'm working on it. it's a work in progress bro it's kind of hard but i think that this i think this is why i do this i think it's so easy yeah. for me to do this because because um there's no excuse anymore you can listen to me all the time you can understand what i'm going through and that has um Oh man, it's such a weight over my shoulders. It's yeah. such is so much pressure off of me to have to reach out and explain myself to where I explain myself to the world. Yeah. 
But are there people who are not receptive to that? Like, and course, do you feel like you have to course. win them over? Like, what I do you control, do with those people? I can't control you, how they act, but I yeah. get my shit off. But you this, still get along with them, right? Of it's, course. Of people course. respect me. I'm not a threat to them. People respect me. But that, I so, get my shit off regardless. Yeah. And that's what I tell other people to do. You can't. You can't be, I mean, you can be, but don't be mad at how people react to you, but be you, bro. Get your shit off. And I, listen, I got to start listening to that shit because, you know, like yeah. I said, I for some reason, I think that it's just, it's a personality driven thing. You yeah. know, I think you're getting your shit off, but people are not pushed away by it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a gift. A that's a, that's a, gift. That's a yeah, special it's a place. That's the thing. It's a powerful place to be, honestly, bro. I, I understand that, and I recognize that. So I have to be even more impeccable with my word, you know, the four agreements. I have to be impeccable with what I say on my platform and stuff like that. But I also have that other guest to test <laughs> me, you know, to test me and to remind me of um, – our strengths and weaknesses you know what i'm saying I, sometimes i'll do a podcast with somebody and they'll be like dude <laughs> that was the greatest experience i had in a long time and i want them to understand that it's not me it's you you yeah. have that ability to do that whenever you f- feel it but sometimes in the matrix in the real world in 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 how we react with each other we don't want to test each other. I want people to come into my life and test me, you know, and, and, and uh, I failed many tests <laughs> with many people. You know what I I'm feel saying? You. I feel you. And, and like, I, I wish that I could change the thing, the wrongs that I've done to other people, but I can't, you know, I'm, 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 I have a relationship with time to the point where I'm okay with what I've done and I'm excited about what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Like I feel you. That's real. Not letting those people hold you back. Exactly. Is because I used to do that as a child. As a child, I would hang on to why the fuck did you do that? Why did oh. you say that to that person? Why? And then and as an adult, and it comes from a lot from what I do, bro. After Carl, I changed after Carl Holland. After I beat that feat, after I, it wasn't a choice for me. I had to do that. I knew that Carl Holland was the top of the top in logistics. Yeah. And I had to prove to not only my OGs, the people that train me. Shout out to, bro, shout out to my my brothers bro my ogs <laughs> because they know who they are because i'm a vocal to them it's like bro thank you so much and and i had to prove to them and not only them but i had to prove to myself that i can do it and now bro you should see me now bro you should see me bro i did 62 hours this week you should see what the fuck i do my dispatchers are fucking amazed at what i do I would love to be amazed at what you do, but you were like, <laughs> ah, "Fuck this dude!" Like I'm out. I don't know. I, no, I, I didn't do that. Like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was simply my decision was simply based on me, and it's hard to do that. But that comes with growth and development because, um, I loved my situation, but I think through my growth and development, it wasn't good for me. It was good for me, but it wasn't good for who I'm going to be, if that makes sense. No, it, it, I think it's interesting that 
you say it like that because I definitely recognize that there are different environments that help foster growth. Yeah. Over others that do Ambit- not. Ambitious. And they could be very yeah, amb- ambition. Yeah. Exactly. They could be very similar. But at the same time, you're like, this isn't it. This isn't helping me. I fought it over and over. I fought it for years. I fought it for two years. And I had people in my ear that talked me out of it. And then over and and, and, yeah, bro, it was it was a really teeter totter shit. So now that I made the change and um, it's working out as of right now, things change all the time. But it's working out as of right now. I don't regret it. I don't regret nothing. But. Just so, you know, just so y'all know, the family, bro, is still here. I'm still here. I'm still here with y'all. I see y'all every day. I run into people all the time. Yeah. And they know who I am. And we miss you. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we see you a lot. That's fucking awesome. But like, bro, yeah, right, like, bro. I don't know, you don't got our That's uniform love, on, I'm bro. saying. That's love, bro. I but love I want to ask you, so it's interesting that you say that. Do you think, do you think car hauling helped you foster your oh, your uh, uh, personality and behavior or was your personality and behavior nope. fitted for car hauling? Oh, it was car hauling. Because yeah. I'm social. Because I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Because and the only way you make it in car hauling is if you're social. I've seen people come and go because they weren't social. Absolutely. They, they could not listen to criticism. They could not listen to critique. And I'm that guy to where and now I give it to the next driver. I give it to the the younger guys or even older guys that are less experienced than me. I, Bro, you should have did it like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It would have been you would have made your job a lot easier if you would have just done that instead of that. And are they are it any age like whomever yeah. it is that you talk you know to? Are they me, receptive bro. to that? You know me, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I because I can package it. Like Santa Claus, Kid. bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can package it. I'm not. I don't want to go at Hatches your ego. Hatches that penis sack yeah, right, all over right. the place. <laughs> but like, if you listen Spreading to the podcast, bro. If you listen to the podcast, it's like I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro. Uh, it's like, it's like, um, I understand how to communicate because I've communicated with different communicate. My girl is from Colombia. My girl hmm. learned English well, over a, a little hmm. over a year ago, and we communicate. You know what I'm saying? So like. The less she knows, the better. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's for real, my I feel girl. you. Like, but that's my girl. I love her to death. But um, but my talent comes with people. My talent comes with sure. emotions. And then when it comes to car hauling, it elevated it more than you can imagine. It it is it is car hauling, most definitely. My relationship with Cassins and my experience with Cassins has made me who I am today. But have you so have you ever run into any obstacles with that? Are there people who are not, for whatever reason, you know, receptive to that, uh, wanting to get along? I mean, it comes with boundaries, right? I'm 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 big on communication and I'm big on boundaries, so I wouldn't even know. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't know of the people that aren't receptive of that because I don't let them in. So that's interesting because I feel like. There's a lot of inner dialogue and talk amongst the drivers, and and they do know how they feel about one another. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the people who are disliked know it, and I feel a lot of the, feel like a lot of the people who are like know it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's interesting to see that this uh, environment and career could foster 
a personality because it's very personality specific mm-hmm. and and a lot of people just they they aren't they aren't about it like there Some are people lack social ability yeah. like they lack especially in this job in, in this career in this industry it's like you could lack that uh human interaction but me, I was born, born and bred in it. And me being in, a, in an industry, and that's why I'm successful. That's why I, I can come in and do the job that I do. I can come in and lend a hand or be the ear. I can listen to another person's perspective. You think about fucking Trigona and Frank yeah. and fucking Ellery and Nate and fucking, um, bro, all my OGs, bro. Fucking all of them, bro. Everybody, cat. if I'm missing somebody, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> bro, listen, bro. Those guys, they know me and I know them. And they can ask me for anything and I can ask them for anything and it's no problem. Huh? We might not talk every fucking day, but, bro, I got your contact. You don't fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I got your contact. You don't fucked up. But people come in and they don't they don't ask the extra question. Me, I don't have yeah. a problem asking that extra question. If you want to get in logistics, if you want to get in car hauling specifically, go to those names that I just fucking sprouted out. Absolutely. Because those guys will take care of your motherfucking ass. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and even with me, it's like, I don't look at myself as an OG, but I'm, I'm the middle child. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by the OTs. Yeah. And I have the young kids in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know who they are, and they talk to me. So, is I understand my power, and I understand the power in this. So, it's no, it's no hate at all. It's all love, bro. It's all love. That's good to hear. I just, I feel like some people, they're so set in their ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and not just... Uh, professionally but personally every type of way you know they're like for whatever reason i'm not listening to this kid you know what i mean like they see you as like someone that has nothing to offer and it's right. like i don't know maybe it's i'm the like, future b yeah i'm the future shit. dog what's going on i'm gonna be your boss one day bitch. Mm. hey listen bro but that comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of work you gotta work up to that level yeah and the people around you have to respect you for that you know what I'm saying, and I'm I'm fully aware of that. But man, I I don't think there's really a disconnect. I think people are just comfortable, and when you're really comfortable, um, you don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But me me being where I'm at and being raised by the people I was raised by, it's like, bro, I'm with it. I'm with it, dog. It's like I'm I'm willing and able to. Um, I say that I was communicative, like, especially when I first started. It's like, I wasn't as, I didn't make the extra phone call like I should have, you mm. know, but somehow, by the grace of God, I slithered through the cracks and became an experienced car hauler. And a lot of people don't make it through that. And I understand that. So, my mission is to express that you can do it, you know, the. Despite what you may think, you can do what the fuck you want to do, but um, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take more networking. Absolutely. And what I think, though, is that you have work ethic that could be applied to anywhere. I think a lot of people are able to recognize uh working hard but without being able to get along with the people they work with so what i'm saying is like like i said 
I'm the dispatcher. I talk to people who work hard as hell, but they are assholes to deal with. And it's even if it's for a minute or two, like it's you, about respect, you gotta, bro. You gotta have that. You're right. It's you gotta respect, have bro. that. And I understand why they might not, but right. it's that generational thing right. for sure. They don't want some younger person telling them what to do. Blah blah blah. If you can't control it, don't control it. Now, if you can't it's, control it. Try not to control it, but the only thing you can do at your job at, as a dispatcher, bro, is dispatch. It's like, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, but some people, you'll catch that kid. You'll catch someone like me. You'll catch that kid that'll be like, what's going on today, bro? What you got? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This dude's working hard. He's got it. I yeah. don't need to fucking hold his hand yeah, right. through this. <laughs> right. But... I mean, some people are just delusional. You never know what's going on at home, bro. A lot of my coworkers didn't know the past two years that I've been through. Maybe I wasn't vocal about it. Maybe I didn't start a podcast that I was talking about it all the goddamn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like maybe it, 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 I don't, I don't. It's not. I don't take that away from you. It's like it. It's just people have their own things and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt like I give my brother the benefit of the doubt I'm like I give my mother the benefit of the doubt you know what I'm saying so it's like um man the extra phone call goes a long ways bro yeah. I, I I stopped showing up to work people were hitting my line I appreciate that but I didn't have too much to say to them it's like bro what the fuck you want me to do I don't want to do that anymore <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to be there anymore. I have other places to go. I have other things to do. And um whether you respect it or not, that's fine, but at least I told you. Yeah. You know? It means a lot. I think no matter what the relationship you have with someone else is, it means a lot to at least know what's going on. Yeah. You don't owe it to anybody, but people think I'm good at communicating, but I'm really not. It just depends. You know, I'm not a phone talker. Like when I was a kid, like I talk about that all the time. When I was a child, being like household to household on a weekly basis, I yeah. didn't talk to my mother when I was with my father. I didn't talk to my father when I was with my mother. So it's like now I need you here. And that's what I do with the podcast. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, I need you here, right? Like, yeah. if you want to build a relationship and communicate in a real fucking way, come do it on the podcast. And that's where, that's when you talk about destiny, bro. That's where destiny, every, all this shit fell in my lap, bro. I'm not doing nothing that I wasn't meant to be doing here on this fucking planet, bro. Right. I'm not. But don't, I, I got to imagine you've got to appreciate, like I said, that other people saw that destiny like and 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 no i hate to say like wanted to latch on but like when someone's doing great shit that they are meant for you can't help but want to be a part of that world the people that i really care about and the people that i really put on a pedestal give a fuck about this i hope they don't no i (laughs) they don't bro Bro, that hurts because i hope they do because like listen this is why i'm here like i'm telling you i saw it it, and, and and above above you just talking about it i'm like this dude has the personality and drive for this. You know what I mean? Like I appreciate that it, bro. is something special. I do. So to not like to not have the people that were behind you the whole time be behind you and now. Support it, yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's just a disconnect, like we say, a generational disconnect. Because like it means the world for me to say say that's you, but if 
if that person in my mind that I wish was in that seat that could do that, that's not here, that's hundreds of miles away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the disconnect. And but then, that's why I do it. It's also the fuel to the fire. It's yeah. also the fuel to the fire at the same time. So I, I don't get I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You go do you. I'm gonna go do me. And over time, you'll see. You'll yeah. see. You're either gonna be a part of it or you're not going to be, and that's fine. But you are drawing in other people. You can be a part of it without even being a part of it, though. You are a reflection of me. My aunties and my uncles and my mothers and my fathers and my OGs, they're all a part of me. They're all a part of, of this, whether they know it or not, whether they listen or not, whether yeah. they sub- subscribe or not. I'm a reflection. And that's what, you know, hip hop did. Yeah, that's yeah. what video games did. That's what Halo <laughs> did. That You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I'm so much a part of this that you're a part of it whether you know it or not and that's what i i think is uh lackluster it's like for sure i don't need you to fucking pay me for this i am a reflection of you whether you know it or not right and that's what that's what the trauma did bro that's what the experiences did for me as a kid it's like um it's like bro you might be gone but you here yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying you might be gone physically yeah. but you here best believe but don't you feel good knowing that there are yeah, I, feel I mean good like all the time i feel I good i don't want to say strangers but like you know people like me who are n- new to your life that are behind you you know right. like it feels great yeah but that's the genuine human connection that's the human trait that people relate to and latch on to but do you think that can be learned or is that something you're born with it can be learned. Can be learned. It can be learned most definitely, because I related to the people. I, I got a sister. I got a brother. You know what I'm saying? They're not like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not like me, but they have me. True. They have true, me true, forever. True. So anything, anything they need, they know. Or I hope, I hope they know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's out there in the world. The world knows. You know what I'm saying? They, they, and some people like that's what I'm saying. Like some people don't think that. The person in their corner is in their corner when they are. But don't you, don't you want to know they are? I mean, no. or or I've come. I to would terms. appreciate it if people if if people let themselves know that they were in my corner because there are a lot of times I've given up on stuff because I didn't think people were in my corner, and that hurts. Like it sucks to think that no one's behind you, but then you turn around and they say, "Oh but no, like we it, we got you." you. Bro, you don't do it because people behind you. You do it because it fuels you. That is true. This is the diesel fuel to my life. Yeah. The the podcast, the DBP, the Dearly Beloved's podcast is the fuel to my life. I will produce this and edit this and put this out tomorrow. And then next week, I'll have the soundtrack to my life. And it's produced and edited and all executive you know everything taken care of by me yeah that's a different space bro the podcast space is fucking incredible dog i'm trying to tell y'all bro don't fuck with me yeah you ain't even gotta fuck with me go fuck with yourself bro go 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 get your voice and get the people that you care about on a platform that'll live forever bro it's almost metaverse time dog it's fucking metaverse time (laughs) 
I don't I don't know if I can hop into the metaverse. I gotta say, like that shit I don't have VR goggles or nothing. Scary, not yet. Not yeah. scary, but like it's different. I don't I'm not ready to give up on the real world. Yeah. Oh no, we we'll never give say. up on the real world. But that's what this is. This is more real world than any other social media platform that you can think of. It's a human connection that you can never replicate right. in any other fashion. Right. And then we look at the celebrities and be like, wow. He's doing some sick ass shit. It's like you can do, you can do the same thing. Don't get it twisted. You can do the same thing, but not everybody should. That's what I'm saying. Like, what you mean? It, like anybody could start a podcast, right? Literally anybody sure. that doesn't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start naming names. Let's go. <laughs> But like I said, that's where I'm I'm saying for whatever reason you have the natural ability. There's something like I, there there are technical abilities that you can learn and yada yada, but some people just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I mm. think I it it sounds discouraging and Over all that shit. Time, the phony always gets exposed. That is true. Over time, it's like, bro, okay, you but started a podcast get... in 2022. Are you going to make it to 2025? <laughs> Are you, you know what I'm saying? But my shit, you know my shit is going to be Timeless. my shit and until I'm gone. And that's why as someone who's not started a podcast want to be a part of yeah. it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, it, it's one of those things that's like, I don't want to be a leech, but this dude doing great shit. Yeah. So let me like let's get on this. Think about our community. Our community is so old school, bro. Our yeah. industry is so old school, and I'm so happy to be that guy. I'm that guy. It's like, bro, bring the old school into the new school for sure. There's gotta be that overlap. I would for love to sure. see, and I wish I was better in at marketing and social media. <laughs> like, if I was, man, oh my god, this shit would be crazy. <laughs> but my full focus is on this and producing the best content that I can produce, and uh, we did that today, brother. We, uh, I fucking, I hope so. <laughs> my man, we did it, my man. Um. Let's wrap it up, bro. What 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 do Throw you a condom have to on this and wrap it up? <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Take care of business and go to motherfucking sleep. Yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, what you got to say to the the listenership of the dearly beloved podcast? I'm so happy to have you on, bro. I can't wait for the next time. I can't wait for the next time again. I'm honored that you had me on. I appreciate it so much. Again, this is I. I, I was so excited. You ask my girl. You ask anybody. I was talking about this for weeks. I was so excited to get out my there. My man was sharing shit on Facebook. Don't nobody share shit on Facebook. I'm like, okay, Danny's ready. I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. Oh, to wrap it up, you know, just do you. Mm-hmm. Believe in you. Do what you got to do. And, uh, you know. Everything will follow. Everything will follow, Everything else will come fall right in your lap, bro. Trust me. Be open to new people, new experiences, all that shit. Most definitely. And fucking trim your pubes, guys. It's just nasty. Like, uh, girls don't want to be reaching down this there. This episode is brought fuck- to you by Manscaped. Yo, Manscaped. Long Get more right than a check, Write us a motherfucking check, motherfuckers, yo. No, that's what's up, man. Thank God for you, bro. I love you, bro. Thank God for, you know, I appreciate you coming into my life and, 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 sharing this experience with me bro it'll live on forever bro thank you so much for having me i I appreciate it this has been great
space cadet with this one. I said my bank account and it was negative. I said again, I had me some eminence. I ain't fucking on a hoe, she regular. I'm putting bad bitches on the schedule. They dropping salt, they mad, I leveled up. Shining the dog, I'm holding my rollers off. From the screens, I got my portfolio. They talking bad, they don't even know me though. I got this game, I got from the corner store. Gotta be in it, can I be on you though? I used to turn for real like a domino. I still just turn for real, my mama know. She from the back, I stand on my tippy toe. Down to school for do like a finger roll. Yeah, I never understand all this lingo. I get them bricks in like a gringo. Ho hopping, toe popping, keep a nigga main bitch. Get the squares in the hood like I know poppin' Chop them down like I teach karate All them niggas and them bend it like robots Trap punk and I got four spots Automatic 12K just a dough stopper Catch them we gon' throw If four of us, we got four choppers If it's three of us, we got three choppers Do you get the point, man? We keep choppers We gon' fold them up like some Reeboks Turn the clock body to a beatbox When this beef ain't here, peep at you They kill me, they gon' creep at you I'm a god in my hood, you can read about it I put shooters on payroll, I feed goblins Every nigga around me ain't gon' need nothing Fly the homies in town, they gon' crease some Why sit back and have me a threesome? Got these old head niggas and they feelings They gon' really be mad when I fuck they bitches I said my bank account and it was negative I said again, I had me some eminence I ain't fucking on a hoe, she regular I'm putting bad bitches on the schedule They dropping salt, they mad, I leveled up Shining the dog, I'm holding my rollers off I'm from the streets, I got my portfolio They talking bad Come to the jeweler, here come to this moolah, you might as well call me Godzilla I got these thotties and hotties, anxieties, anxieties, got bodies, on bodies, what's up? Real, I'm a rock star, but way chiller, I fought on a pop star to hit a screw I'm Waka Valley, man, fuck me and Midas, just look at my arm, this is my Maserati I'm overseas on your little bit of shrimp, somebody country and I'm hot in the film I fought a rapper, bitch, and had a star scroll, man, I damn that shit up in a pill I put a hand on tongue for a gargoyle, when she go down, give a nigga lip I'm over quota, no mercy, in Ebola, Coco Chanel, got them swag out the corner Pitch black, see, I'm lit up baguette. I slice the every bitch like a machete Plot in the parachute, never forget it You niggas some hoes, don't never forget it I said my bank account, it was negative I said again, I had me some eminence I ain't fucking on a hoe, she regular I'm putting bad bitches on the schedule They drop me salt, they mad, I leveled up Shining the dog, I'm holding my rollers off I'm from the streets, I got my portfolio They talking bad, they don't even know me though I got this game, I got from the corner store Gotta be in and can I be on you though I used to turn for real like a domino I still just turn for real, my mama know She from the back, I stand on my tippy toe Down to school for do like a finger roll Yeah, I never Shots. Don't play with them.